Welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. Today we're starting up season four with episode one, A Danger to Himself and Others. I'm Em, and I'm Sue. to be back so happy to be back talking about new episodes yep white pine bay has got a strangeness in the air <laughs> <laughs> more so than usual yes yep there's, there's an ill now. wind <laughs> there is so we got the B&B in the hotel and the Normaro Inn, all cozy and cleaned. Yep, the Normaro Inn is a new concept that... It's open for business. A new listener, Lara, who is a Normaro shipper, asked if she could have a room, so we created it and put her in. I created it last year. Did you? Yep. Remember, I, I came up with all of those Normaro-themed rooms. And I'm like, we should make a Normaro in. That's right. <laughs> I did not get to listen, re-listen to all of our podcasts. So we'll have to go back and remember because I just put room number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's. I remember that now. There's rooms named after certain seeds. Right. So, okay. I'll get those named. As of now, Laura, it's just room number one. But we'll let you know next time what the room's actually called or give you a choice. Yes. We're not prepared for that. The Normaro Inn is still under construction. Yes. It's but it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Always interesting there, though. Yep. But just be aware there will be construction noise between 8 and 5 every day. <laughs> and maybe some obstructed views from your room. Yes. The Normaro Inn, I like to think of it tucked behind the house somewhere by the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's our little house of ill repute <laughs> yep <sighs> well we hope everything's everyone's doing good yeah, we were happy to hear from so many of you already. Yeah. Leaving feedback. Um, that's exciting. Glad you're all back on board and excited for the new season. Yep. Totally excited. Um, well, should we just get into feedback? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, let me just start with Kim. We had Kimberly send us an email like in September and then a second one in October. And sorry, Kimberly, it doesn't look like we really got back to you. Um, but Didn't I? This, oh. I don't see that it was, you know. Oh, we were lame. Maybe we talked on Facebook. I know I'm she's not, on Facebook. Yeah, that might be what happened. Um, but she asked, She, I guess we offered her a room. 
and she, at the bread and breakfast, and she asked if there's a candy corn room. Why, she says, yes, there is to be. <laughs> she goes, if not, you can choose one for me, but we still had a couple empty names, so we named a room, the candy corn room, for you, Kimberly, and put you in there. For some reason, I only picture the candy corn room down in the basement for the fruit cellar. <laughs> We're not putting Kim in the fruit okay. cellar. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> Tell me where that room is again, because that's where I thought it was. <laughs> I don't know why. Nope. It's at the B&B. That's good. Okay. We don't have any fruit cellars at the B&B, everyone. Nope. Those are... Well, we do have one, but it has fruit in it. <laughs> That's actual fruit for our continental breakfast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. And it's not too weird. It's not weird at all. No, that's right. It's not weird. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the candy corn room. Yep. Everyone can guess what the theme, the room color theme is. (laughs) Yep. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) For some reason, I picture like red and orange bean bags as the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all she has for a bed? (laughs) Yeah, one of those big love sack things. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun room. Um, we did some kicking out of the motel. Good. So, if I call your name, (laughs) you've still got a room. (laughs) Um, Harold, you're in room number one. Anna, you're still in room number four. Becca, room number eight. Carrie, room number nine. Mike, room number ten. Flora is room number eleven. If we didn't call your name and you had a room, you're going to have to reclaim a room. You're going to have to send us an email and defend why you get one again. (laughs) (laughs) You better lie in our pockets. (laughs) Just saying. Simple feedback and a hello again would would do it. Talking to you, Tyler. Um, there was also a Kim in the motel, so I don't know if that was Kim Pratt, the the one that we just put in the candy corn room or not. So was that the one that sent us a few emails and one of her dog once? Oh, was that who it was? Is there two Kims now? If there's a second Kim and I kick you out of the motel and you think you deserve a room, send us an email and I'll put you back. So. Yeah, now I'm confused. But I did listen to all the podcasts from last year, and I do remember hearing a couple emails from someone. I thought her name was Kim, and she... So you think it was not Kim P? It was a different Kim? I really don't know. Okay, well, you know who you are. (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) Um... And then the B&B, everyone pretty much kept their room because we we pretty much had the feedback going up to the end. So Iggy is in Mr. Sandman room. Daniel, you're in the Dream Lover room. Candy, you're in the Maybe This Time room. Kat, you're in the little teapot room. Mm-hmm. 
Matt A is in the Chill Your Own Ass Room. Julia, you're in the Razor Clam Room. And Kim P, you are in the Kenny Corner Room. No one's in the Blarty Room. No one's in the Blarty Room. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Also. <laughs> and no one is in the Pistol River Pocket Cooper Room. <laughs> is that all we had left named? And then I've got Juno's Lair. <laughs> And then <laughs> we have two rooms still yet to be named. So maybe, oh, maybe we can do a You Thrill Me from this episode or something. Oh, yeah. I will type that up right now. Free haircuts by Norma. <laughs> Strangely, it's got a barbershop theme. <laughs> so... Okay. Her hands is... tend to be a little shaky if you creep her out. <laughs> yes. Just sit forward and sit still. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about your dreams. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Especially if they involve her. <laughs> All right. So that takes care of the room business. On to Daniel in the Dream Lover Room. Yep. All right. <clears throat> he says, Hey, Em and Sue. Not only is it great to have Bates Motel back again for another season, but that means getting more episodes of your podcast. Oh, since that means getting more episodes of your podcast, it's even better. Aw, oh, thanks. After the last season, Cliffhanger left Norman and Norma physically and emotionally separated. It seemed like a long wait to see how they would make up. But yet you can sort of tell things will never be the same. Norman's almost playful teasing of Norma about dreaming that she bashed Bradley Martin's head in shows that plainly. And by the same token, Norma has become so desperate that rather than clench-fistedly hiding Norman's mental illness anymore, she's actually tearfully begging somebody to help him. She never would have volunteered that he had blackouts to the county medical ward before. In typical Norma fashion, though, she has the most unrealistic expectations that since she's made up her mind on something, she can just make it happen instantly through force of will. <laughs> <laughs> So typical of Norma. <laughs> He's getting into White Pine Bay. Or, no, Pine View. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And we all know she's only admitting to the blackouts because they're threatening to take him away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a interesting, interesting stuff going on in her head. Mm-hmm. And Norman said, <laughs> well, that goes without saying. <laughs> okay, he says, do you think Norman really did wake up in county medical and think that seeing his mother kill Bradley in the woods was all just a dream? Personally, I got the impression he said that to her with way too much of a riot teasing smile. <clears throat> okay. I, here's how I interpret it. I think he wakes up in the hospital confused. I don't think all those memories of him talking to her when he was talking to no one, I don't think all of those memories came flooding back to him. I think they are coming back in bits and pieces, 
but I don't think they're just right there when he wakes up. I think he was just confused. And uh, my biggest clue is that he was asking about his mom, and I believed him when he said, I think she's in trouble, but I don't know why. Yeah. So it's like he has, kind of like when you when something bad is going on in your life and you wake up in the morning and you kind of have a bad feeling but you're you don't you're not awake enough to remember what it was yes i kind of kind of that yeah like and then so, something's bad i just don't know oh that's yeah. what it is you know yeah but i think it's not as quick as that i think i don't think so so and i think norman's just cuckoo <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any fancy explanations. (laughs) I think so. When he's asking her about it, getting this haircut, Uh I think he's in that kind of state. To me, I interpret it as he did have that dream and he's trying to decide if it was a dream or not, and it's kind of like filling out your mom. (laughs) I think (laughs) that's like, I, that's what I took too. that. He mentions it kind of like, I had this dream that you bashed Bradley Martin's head in, but he's like smart enough to know that maybe these dreams are real. Right. And I think he's testing her out to be like, did that happen? I don't know. It was really interesting. It was. It but then was. he got all weird and shaky and fugy after yeah. she said it wasn't her. Well, because he's terrified that I think he thinks there's a good chance it happened and she's lying to him okay. or something, you know, and he doesn't like her lying. You know, I just but I think you're right. I think he was like testing her like based on her reaction is going to let him know if it really happened or not. And she's just like, it was just a dream. Don't don't even think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the ride teasing smile. I didn't catch that. I kind of, I know what he's talking about. And I think it was just him going, yeah, I had this dream that you bashed in Bradley Martin's head. Isn't that crazy? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think he was testing her just to see what her reaction was. But he did kind of go a little... He was pretty fugy throughout this whole episode. Yeah, man. So, I think in his mind, he is trying to figure out what is real and what is not. Because I think he knows that some things are not. Yeah, and he's just sane enough... Right. ...to know that there's something going on and he needs to figure it out. Right. So, it was very interesting, though. It was. Okay. Says, did you notice that while Norman was gone, it looked like Norma was sleeping in his bed? That was a nice touch and reminded me of how Norman slept in her bed when she was out all night with Deputy Sex Slave in season one. It was his bed. It was, because you could see Juno in the back. You could see Juno, yep. So sad. Yep. Made me sad that she slept in his bed because she was missing him. I know. You could tell it was probably just being in there and she fell asleep. Right. I don't think it was like a nighttime, was it? It looked like a. she had been up all night worried about him the night right. before. Right, and maybe fell asleep in the early morning and then got the phone call yeah. that woke her up. So, yep. Or so, it was later afternoon. I don't really know. 
Well, the phone call was the hospital saying that oh, that's he'll right. be released at noon, so it's before noon. So she had just spent a night knowing he was on his 48-hour hold. Right. Okay. And probably just kind of collapsed in exhaustion on his bed. Yes. Trying to be close to him, whatever. Get his smells. Who smells like my Norman? <laughs> <laughs> you know how you do when your husband's been out of town for a while sure. and you're like, oh, sure, it smells like him. I miss him. <laughs> yeah. Or the kids are at school and I'm doing their laundry and I like smell Eleanor's shirt and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I miss Elsie's. <laughs> yep. Okay, so wait, in one breath, Dr. Palma said that Norma had no rights over Norman because he was 18 and legally an adult. So how can that bitch turn around and threaten Norma with social workers if she doesn't follow their medical prescriptions for her son? I don't know. I thought that was very strange for an 18-year-old. I thought that was weird too, but then I wonder if if the 18-year-old is suspected to be mentally ill, yeah, does that whole legal adult thing kind of go away? I think so. You know? That's yeah, that's I'm, what I'm guessing. Cause... I think that doctor is putting him into a different category of extreme... Right. Extreme need. And mm-hmm. and that doesn't matter if you're 18 or yeah. 30, you know? He'd still, you know, need a caretaker advocating for him. I think he could still become like a ward of the state and they they can yeah. make those decisions. So I think that's what's happening here. Um, if he's 18, then Norma isn't legally required to do anything anymore, right? I guess we just answered that. <laughs> I think for the safety of everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And the safety of that um, person. Of him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, side note for my favorite ship, Norman is of legal age <laughs> now, Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, I don't believe the legal age thing. Does that ever count? <laughs> when it comes for to mother and son? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, seeing Norman and Norma back in the same bed together again was a big awe moment for me. <laughs> I odd too. I did too. <laughs> I never thought I'd see him like, soon again. <laughs> oh, there's booting. <laughs> I really didn't think I'd ever see that again. <clears throat> and how funny is it while Dylan is out, since he was the one who made such a fuss about it at the beginning of last season. <laughs> yeah, I think Norma was at a all bets are off. Yep. I don't care what Dylan says or thinks. I think it nope. would have happened with Dylan in the house or not. Yep. <laughs> and Dylan would have just went, shh. <laughs> just back away. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad the show didn't shy away from the fact that any outside review would conclude that Norma had been criminally negligent in the way she's raised Norman thus far, though despite her best intentions and codependency on him. She should have just lied and said she was a Christian scientist since it <laughs> seems you can get away with a lot of medical negligence with kids in the U.S. these days by claiming religious exemption. <laughs> uh, that makes me mad. Yep. 
But man, that was funny when the doctor's like, oh, are you a Christian scientist? <laughs> <laughs> like to her, that's the only possible explanation. <laughs> There's also the other one. What's what? the other one? Like Tom Cruise's? Oh, Scientology. Yeah, Scientology. That's right. They don't believe in that stuff either. Do they ever? I have no idea. <laughs> we don't really care. Okay. <laughs> the scene where Norma dryly tells Romero that they should get married because she needs the insurance felt like a slap in the face to Normero fans. <laughs> the slap still stings. <laughs> Thank you very much. And talk about dumping salt in the wound by saying that it's not like it'll be a real marriage, just on paper. And she knows he's attracted to her. She'll even sleep with him if he wants. <laughs> I was just piling it on. I know. Holy crap, Norma. <laughs> <laughs> I felt pretty bad for Romero. She must have made him feel like utter shit. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That was painful. It was. But really funny and entertaining to watch. <laughs> it was very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Prediction. That money Romero was hiding under his floor will be given to Norma to pay Norman's way into Pineview Sanitarium. I said, when I saw him putting that money, I'm like, well, there's the Pineview money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> They telegraphed the murder of Emma's mom almost as soon as they introduced her when they made sure to reveal that she had no car and nowhere else to go. How exactly did this mother who ran out on her ill daughter get to the Portland hospital and then to White Pine Bay? I was guessing cabs. Maybe an Taxis, Uber driver. Uber. Was it Iggy? <laughs> <laughs> Iggy, did you go get her? <laughs> They couldn't get me to care about her character at all, given the way Emma has talked about her in the past. And her brief appearance here did little to make her look much better. Nope. Well, no. Don't care that she's dead. No. Although Only I was surprised. That home. did not, the telegraph did not get to me. I was shocked. Yeah, I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. I don't care that she's dead. I don't feel bad for Emma that she's dead. I'm just wondering how they're going to cover this one up. <laughs> I have some predictions. <laughs> um, lots of wrap up for the end of season three, but there's nowhere to go from here but up. From the dream lover room, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. It's possible that Emma's mom's not even dead yet. Either. Well, that's one of mine. I have two. Yeah. I have two ways this will go. One. So if Cycle Four taught me nothing, <laughs> or taught me anything, it's that you can choke someone to death and they're not dead. Right. Chet got choked to death about four times. <laughs> and so did that woman. Remember the older lady in the car? Oh yeah, that's right. A hundred times he had to choke her to death. That's right. So Psycho 4 was very informative on this. <laughs> right. We know that, and it makes sense. You can just pass out. You can just pass out. Exactly. And so then, then you know, the aftermath is going to be like, 
See, I expect Norma to walk in any second. Yes, me too. So here's she my thing. So was she's only at Romero's. Yeah. And he didn't even let her in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she's going to walk in and the mom is going to wake up and they're going to have to like do something with her. Yep. Possibly involving the pit. Oh, interesting, because I had another theory that, because I kind of don't think she's dead. Okay. I think it's more interesting if she's not dead. Yeah. Well, uh, what are they going to do with this woman that Norman tried to choke to death? Exactly. Because. It's going to be some major hush up. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to say my other theory, because it might, because we do see something in the trailer that has to do with the. I don't want to say it. It's just, we'll, we'll save it for it spoilers. Later. Yeah. So, okay. But my other theory is that Norman is not going to know he did it because he was fugy. And mm-hmm. Norma's going to come home and he's still fugy and she's going to panic and she really is dead. And Norma's going to have a big secret and it's going to be from Norman. And Norman's already, mom kills people and I don't. Right, right. So yeah. that'll feed into that. Yep. It could go and that then way that'll too. be Norma's huge secret for the rest of the season. That's my other theory. If she's if she is dead, yeah, it could go either way. It's this is, I was not expecting someone to die in the first episode. No, <laughs> no, and I just I can't imagine that they're gonna play it again. That Norman's secretly killed someone and hides a body while fugy and no one knows about it and then exactly. it comes up later. We've got too many of those already. Yep. It's going to go a different way. It, I think so. Yep. So. And I think it'd be really interesting if it's Norma's secret. Norma's secret. Good times. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. So, okay. Next is a comment card from <laughs> Lara. And she titles it, Yay, Bates is back. Uh, She says, okay, well, this is my first time leaving feedback on any podcast, so I'll try to keep it short and sweet. Hi, it's Lara. I'm from the UK, and I love the podcast. On another note, I got through the first two seasons of Buffy, loved it, then a show called X-Files, which I binged all 202 episodes in three weeks took over. Wow. Wow, that is some serious (laughs) binging. (laughs) But I am meaning to get back into Buffy soon. I promise. It's about to get good. Yeah. And wow. Three weeks to watch the entire. Is that mathematically possible? Laura, did you (laughs) did you get like your leg amputated? (laughs) (laughs) Like. (laughs) Or just have a plane in her retinas as she goes about her life. <laughs> yeah, it's like Google glasses or something. <laughs> We're joking. Okay. Anyway, on to Bates. I can't believe how quick this hiatus has been. I remember wallowing last year thinking that waiting almost 10 months was going to kill me. Turns out it didn't. And I'm doing just fine. <laughs> hey, we all made it this far as I know. <laughs> I'm really glad the season picked up almost moments after the dramatic season 3 finale mainly because I really needed to see what Romero was going to do with Bob Paris's body. <laughs> wow, did Bob look scared and very gray. Oh, Romero, you should have just kept rowing that little boat far away from White Pine Bay. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was happy to see Bob again, even though it was just his body. <laughs> yep. I'm like, Bob, it's Bob. Um, poor Norman. 
I found myself getting emotional seeing him in such distress and confusion. Though my tears soon turned into an unfortunate giggle when the guy punched him. I honestly expected him to run away scared, so the punch was quite unexpected. And I feel bad for laughing, but he really hit that ground hard. It's always funny when Norman gets punched. (laughs) No one needs to feel bad about this. Nope. (laughs) It's just great fun. Not that I want to see him punched. No. It's just always funny. Maybe it's Freddie Haymore's knockout acting. (laughs) (laughs) Acting in quotes. I wonder if he got actually knocked out again. Right. (laughs) It was sad, though, to see him. I was not expecting him to wake up and still, like, be talking to Mother. (laughs) No, that was new. Yep. But it was was sad. It was. All one shoe. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, I feel bad being bored about the Emma stuff but I never really believed the romance between Dylan and Emma it just felt too quick and forced for me unfortunately and I and and although I like Emma and I love Dylan those scenes are usually my least favorite and I find myself impatiently waiting the Norman Norma craziness though I'm glad Max is getting more storylines to work with anything to keep Uncle Dunkle, Father Caleb, away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like the Emma Dillon stuff. I'm okay with it. And they were pretty quick little scenes. So I do prefer the the Norman Norma craziness, though. That's I agree with that. Yeah. Um. She says, "Okay, I've never set foot in a psychiatric hospital." But I have a weird fascination with movies based in asylums, and wow, this place is sinister. Yellow dull lighting, morbid music, and the fact I honestly couldn't tell if it was staff or patients roaming around the hallways made me totally understand Norma pulling out numerous crazy cards to make sure Norman stays the hell away from that place. Yeah, I agree. You couldn't tell. Are those patients? Are those doctors? You know? Yeah, it was horrible. And like awful. The plastic partition was so dirty and gross. Yeah. Oh, and they juxt. Did you notice they totally juxtaposed the scene with oh, yeah. Emma's hospital in Portland that was just just beautiful, beautiful and wide open and just well. And they juxtaposed. You see Emma in her nice clean hospital bed with a nice uh-huh. clean gown on, and then the next scene is Norman all strapped down in a hallway in his bed. It's just like oh. <laughs> and Emma's anesthesiologist guy was so nice and yep. comforting, and that nurse was such a jerk oh i know i know he's even asking you know oh we'll talk about it when we get to this yeah um okay maybe alex would change his mind about her proposition if he saw this hospital for himself i bet he has he's the sheriff well not of willamette though maybe not alex is in his own state of trouble right now. <laughs> yes. And <he's>... mental problems. <laughs> he just hit a body himself. <laughs> it was a friend of his. It, I think he was really disturbed. I think that's the root of all of Alex's troubles. This, mm-hmm. And how he was acting with Norma. I think he's really upset with what he did. I think so. With what he had to do. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he needs a moment. Alex needs a little me time. <laughs> Leave him alone, Norma. <laughs> He's got his own problems. Yes. <laughs> he's going to be fine soon. Yes. But right now, he's he's in a bad place. Yep. Um, okay. 
that doctor read me up the wrong way. May, but maybe that's because although she was annoying and slightly rude, everything she was saying about Norma not doing enough for more Norman's mental care is true. It's horrible, and I will, and I always defend Norma, but it is true. Yeah. Maybe it was because she looked like a corpse. Good lord, she was gross. She was so scary. She I used swear. To be in scary movies. They were like, we're gonna give you like all this Botox and make sure lips really gross <laughs> and suck in your cheeks. I mean, does she really look that way? <laughs> I don't know. She was so gross. I need to look her up because she looked like a corpse. She did. She was really scary looking. Great casting. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Whatever I mean, they were trying to do, they nailed it. Yeah. Sorry, actor. I know. I, I'm calling you so gross, but <laughs> you were. <laughs> <laughs> you are Dr. Corpse. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll call her if we see her again. Um, <clears throat> um, helpful tip to Norma. Mentioning that your sweet son isn't dangerous, then nonchalantly adding the fact he suffers from blackouts. Won't help your case in the slightest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bringing up the fact that you didn't let him get his driver's license won't stop the doctor questioning your parental skills in the long run. I love that little bone she throws. I didn't <laughs> let him get a license. <laughs> Look at me. I'm responsible. <laughs> I'm the best mom. <laughs> <laughs> but come on. Would you want to abandon your loved one in a place you leave to that sounds of patient screaming? I'm going to assume 48 hours is the longest anyone has tried to keep Norman away from his mother. How long was he in the box for in season two? I say 48 hours at I least. Was, yeah, he seems like he was in there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that bad. was when you're hearing that patient screaming, oh, I felt... alone. Oh, poor Norma. I felt terrible. That would have been horrible. Oh, Just imagine? totally hands tied. Yep terrified of even like what he might reveal you know exactly her, the she's on the line here and she knows it and well and there's just layers of things that she should be afraid of here you know just, yeah not even just not to mention the fact that he was in a just a horrible county you know hospital that patients lined along the walls it's just a terrible situation yeah Yep. Um, Lara says, I am a complete shipper of Normero, and after last season was very excited to see what would happen between them this year. <laughs> he killed Bob Paris for you, woman. <laughs> but in complete Norma fashion, pull some strings, threaten someone, beat someone up in the parking lot. <laughs> Seems like a more fitting greeting than, hi, Alex, your hair looks a little longer than the finale. <laughs> How are you? How's work? <laughs> oh, God, I chuckled so much at Nomero's. I'm not magical, Norma. That was my favorite line. <laughs> yes. And his magical oh, you again expression. I know magical was the best. That was the best word in the whole world to use. I know. <laughs> All the memes and the weirdness that need to come out of that. I know. I want to see magical... I want to see like animation. A unicorn. Yes, I want to see animation in the background. Full. Yeah. I want to see. Of unicorns and rainbows and. Sparkles. And maybe <laughs> Romero dressed in a wizard outfit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Romero <Make> Army. 
or whoever needs to do it. <laughs> Magical. I mean. And they need to be as silly as possible, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Magical. That's just the best. <laughs> Instead of like, I'm not a miracle worker. It's like he... He knows that that's how Norma sees it. It's magical. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay, she says, I don't have much to say about Pineview Hospital, apart from the fact I'm happy I live in England and don't need to worry about health insurance and all those costs. (laughs) Yes, you're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As soon as Norma brought out the single mother card... (laughs) I knew she would start batting those baby blues and the flirting would begin. For a second, I thought the handsome doctor was into it. But no, he's gay. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> um, I really wasn't expecting to see Emma's mother this season. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Emma will be seeing her either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There don't could know. be another crazy lady locked up in the motel room. We're <laughs> <laughs> still out on that one. <laughs> um. I was glad to see Vera and Freddie together again. They sell every scene with their amazing chemistry, and the reunion was both touching, intriguing, and uneasy at the same time. Once you've seen a son in his mother's clothes, nothing is the same again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When the haircut scene started, my first thought was how calm this episode had felt. Slightly slow, not in a bad way, but the tone to me felt more like a mid-season episode than a premiere episode. My second thought was how well Norma did with the haircut. I remember when I was very little, my mother putting a bowl around my head to attempt an even finish. <laughs> when Norman mentioned Bradley, I felt my stomach drop. I honestly didn't expect him to remember any details about this so soon. But, of course, Norma brushes this aside and rewards Norman with some completely normal spooning that night. <laughs> <laughs> rewards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Romero shirtless. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Didn't think that would go unnoticed. <laughs> <laughs> and for my first painful, cringe-worthy scene this season, Nomero, I adore Norma, but did she really expect Alex to turn around and say, okay, I'll marry you. Is Tuesday at 2 okay for you? <laughs> <laughs> I might have an old ring of my dead mother around here somewhere. I can use the suit I wore when I saw you creeping around the creepy sex club last year. <laughs> Is that the same suit when he uh, was going to that... Uh court when she's oh, yeah, doing yeah. the flowers and she's like, never seen you in the suit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she was impressed by that one. Yep. She's imp- impressed by suits and offices. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and how is she so utterly utterly shocked when he turned her down? I felt sorry for Alex when she mentioned that she would sleep with him and then followed with, I don't care. It doesn't matter. No big deal. Come on. This guy is clearly in love with you. I could practically hear the whoosh from the punch in his gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she has a quote. It's not like you're doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how she threw that in. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, really. <laughs> you're not doing anything else. What big of a deal is it? <laughs> we'll just get married. Um, Laura says, how do you know Norma? Maybe he goes golfing or enjoys reading the entertainment news. Or maybe he was attempting to sleep when you called him with your drama. <laughs> we know that to be true. Yes, he was asleep. 
Um, I have a bad feeling this is how they're going to bring Alex and Norma closer together. And the fake marriage to get insurance, that then turns into a real romance. Feels like the plot of a bad fan fiction I read once. That is, and that is not where they're going to go. I don't think so. I don't don't think they're going to do that. Those two have way too much passion for a fake marriage. Yeah. For insurance. Something's going to happen. Something is going to happen that brings the passion back. Yep. To both of them. Yep. Plus, you can't just get married and then be automatically on insurance and have it all work out. And it there, it takes time for these things. Well, yeah, it wouldn't happen like enough it, to get Norman into Pineview. It won't happen in the forty-eight hours Norma has to get this done. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's realistic. I feel like. I don't think she needs to have him admitted in a home in 48 hours. No, no. I think she's she's got social workers or something coming over. They need to know that she, she just said a doctor and a plan. And a, and a treatment plan. So he doesn't need to be in a facility. Yeah. When it comes to mental health issues, they're going to probably start with medications. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They're not going to just, I don't think you just, unless they're an absolute, immediate right now danger to themselves and others which he is but they they're not going to know that right now right unless everything comes out and it's not going to because this is psycho world no this is norma just making it more complicated and just being typical norma you know just making weird decisions i mean call that doctor that gave you his card at pineview say norman's out can i see you tomorrow let's Get him on some meds. Right. And all then she needs. When those people come in 48 hours, I'll say, yes, he's being seen by this doctor. And he, yep. this is his treatment plan at this point, which is probably to talk to him and maybe start some antipsychotic meds. Exactly. And see how they go. Exactly. So. This is America. The mental health <laughs> world is very slow. Yes. Um, okay. Freddy in Norma's clothes, episode one. <laughs> Did I say this episode <laughs> felt calm? Well, not anymore. <laughs> Freddy must watch Vera like a hawk, when I, which I get. She's beautiful because he has her mannerisms down to a T. Wow, incredible. The way he flicked his, his hair while staring in the mirror was fantastic. Yeah, that was That was cool. great. Also, if this is episode one, how long until he's wearing the blue dress and pearls with three-inch black heels? I don't know. I don't don't think too long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As soon as the door went, I think I stopped breathing and didn't start again until the episode ended. Norma told you to leave ASAP, and now look what happens. I mean, each to their own. Some people out there are into wearing women's clothing, and if it makes them happy, then go for it. Good for you. But honestly, if you were her, would you go inside the house? No. Okay, I don't... (laughs) He definitely looked effeminate. Yes. And I think that's what startled her. I think so. I think she didn't picture her daughter being in love with this very (laughs) effeminate guy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But the robe, I mean, they did a good job on the robe. It, It looked... It wasn't pink... I don't know. It it did look like a woman's robe, but it it's also looked like a very the choice of a very effeminate man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And she did. She was kind of taken aback. Sure, who wouldn't be? But then was like, hmm, all right. <laughs> I don't know if I would have gone in, though. I don't know. He was being weird. Oh, you got me getting ready. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and he, like, covers up his cleavage. Yes. <laughs> his man cleavage. Yes. <laughs> um, Laura says, and after his mother clearly hinted at problems with Norman's emotional state earlier, also that house will always look like it comes straight out yes. of a slasher horror <laughs> film to me. The type you implore your characters not to enter alone, then they do, then they die. <laughs> Again, like the man at the start of the episode, I assumed she would run away when Norman from Norman scared, but once again I was wrong. Though this conclusion was slightly more shocking and I didn't exhale long enough to laugh this time. She's dead, right? She has to be dead. Well mm-hmm. nah. <laughs> not necessarily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um will Norma come home upset about not having a wedding to plan and Brucey died the body? I can't remember if she got Norman that huge freezer he begged for. But I think it's about time. Um, overall, I enjoyed this episode, but didn't love it until the last moments. Maybe my least favorite season opener so far. But still, we're back in White Pine Bay, and I couldn't be happier. Excited to see the rest of what looks like an insane season. The season I'm afraid Norma will perish in. Sorry this got long. Cut out the parts that go on and on, like this part. <laughs> anyway, glad the show is back. Glad the podcast is back. Yay. I give this episode seven and a half terrible marriage proposals. Well, thanks, Lara. Thanks, Lara. I wasn't underwhelmed, or I don't remember what she said exactly. Um, She said it wasn't her favorite. The I was, I don't know, I was just really interested in everything that was going on, I guess. I was, too. I was too. I think it was a good season opener. A lot happened when you think about it. Yeah, which a lot you know. do happen in these season openers. Yeah. Especially the first one. I don't remember the second, other two. No. I don't want to take the time to, but. Nope. This one was definitely a little different. Yep. Crazy was ramped up real high. <laughs> It was, and yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we're yeah. doing the recap. So, but things happened. <laughs> All right, we got one from Julia. She says, "Hi, you guys, it's Julia. So glad Bates is back, and it didn't disappoint. But has it ever? I have a few thoughts about the premiere, but if the show continues with all this Norma n- craziness, Norma slash N craziness, I'm afraid my feedback for the rest of the season will consist of nothing more than gasps, sighs, screams, and cries. <laughs> Here are my thoughts on a danger to himself and others. One, Romero shirtless. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Two, how romantic was that marriage proposal? Mm-hmm. Yep. About the least as could be possible. Yep. Three, Norman's epic knockout was epic, and way more hilarious than it probably was meant to be. (laughs) Four, annoying doctor lady. He blacks out regularly? Norma. Depends on what you mean by regularly. Oh, my Norma. That should be a saying. (laughs) Oh, that's the title of her feedback. Oh, my Norma, that was a good episode. (laughs) Nice. He clearly has issues. Oh, that's number five. Norma finally realizes Norman needs help, but it's little—it's too little, way too late. Six. Hi, Emma's mom. Bye, Emma's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Boy, am I scared for what's to come. 
Can't wait to hear what you two have to say about this episode. Till next week, Julia in the Razor Clam Room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. Thanks, Julia. Um, our next comment card is from Iggy. Her title is "Let's Get This Party Started at the B&B." <laughs> <laughs> we should make Iggy our social director. <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> a little part-time job. Yep. <laughs> Pays well. <laughs> in muffins. <laughs> Pays well in muffins. In virtual muffins. <laughs> <laughs> She says, hello, Em and Sue. It has begun. I absolutely love the way the story is being told. Norman is off the rocker. <laughs> and this was day one of his return. <laughs> yep. He's had a busy day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Unfortunately, Head Norma likes to try to attack with shoes, and real Norma is finally exposed with her negligence. I mean, at least she is trying to get him help. Norman totally confesses about Bradley. Norma locking Norman in her room was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. At least leave a note. <laughs> he has gone full on hit Norma. <laughs> How different would it have been if she had left a sweet little note? Hi, honey. Stepped out. I'll be back in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. There is some juice downstairs. Yeah, that was a huge... Oh, when I saw her locking, I was I like, know. no! Was like, do that! <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was a big mistake. And Okay. Aw, oh, I love Dilemma. Dylan is so sweet. Anyone else notice the anesthesiologist was super buff? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, Emma's mom was way too sketchy, even if Emma gave her a heads up on the Bates Motel. Obviously, she could have picked any other place to stay, but she wants to reach Emma. Poor decision, of course. I love how Norma has Emma's back, but her mom sure can be pushy. Of course, Head Norma will never understand why she did what she did. Goodbye, Emma's mom. Mm. I don't... It makes sense that she would pick the Bates Motel to stay at just to get, you know, meet the people that Emma's talked about. But I did find her pushy, too. I didn't like her at all. Oh, no. And she... She acted like a teenager. She did. Yeah. And she just blatantly went against everything that Norma asked her not to do. Don't yes. come to the house. Don't talk to my son. And what does she, she do? Takes first opportunity to do it. And she is sorry now. <laughs> <laughs> she will be. When she wakes up yes. chained to the sink in room number four. Um. <laughs> sorry, Anna. <laughs> um, while Norman is at the psych ward, it's sad how Norman thinks something bad happened to Norma. He really has no idea it's all him. His concern for her is so strong. He doesn't realize his pain is hers. Real interesting to see how the show depicts his mental illness. Hmm. It is. Yeah, it's just going to get better, too. Mm -hmm. I like how we can't, he's just got like this mental illness all his own, and we can't really say this is this, you know? Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, Norma is powerless in this episode. She really needs to rely on what she knows and not on those around her. If she needs religion, Christian Scientist is one option now. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, maybe she just should claim herself Christian Scientist. Yep. <laughs> Might be easier on her. I don't know. <laughs> then she could renounce it. Yep. And be like, okay, I renounce it. <laughs> Doctor him up. <laughs> uh, 
But it's... that is why I didn't do doctors before. Don't ask me questions. I have religious yep. freedom. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's renounced. <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing her like Dwight, like putting her hand over her face. Christian scientist, unchristian scientist. <laughs> shun, unshun. <laughs> It's almost like she cannot protect him anymore. She now needs to help him. This is something that is new to her because she was procrastinating on Norman. No shortcuts anymore. Nope, now she's got the state breathing down her back, so. Yep. Her little fun is over. (laughs) Her little neglectorino. Romero has totally gone downhill. Her desperation is sadly disrespectful to Romero. That's a good way to put it. It is. Yeah, boo. His heart is so cold. He probably will never tell her what he did for her with Bob Paris. I'm sure you enjoyed the Romero shirtless scenes. I'm sorry that they are off to a rocky start. Eh, so and I aren't real eye candy kind of girls. No. But... Um... I'm... I'm not too worried about him. No, I'm not either. They are off to a rocky start, but it'll 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 heat up. <laughs> <laughs> it is not what I expected though. I, I got to know. No. <laughs> <laughs> um since the show already has him in the psych ward. I'm leaning towards the next couple episodes will deal with how he gets to the mental home and who killed Emma's mom after she is reported missing. Will this be Norma's little secret or will she finally tell Romero that she thinks Norman may have killed her? Who, Iggy, do you think is going to be reporting her missing? I guess she may have someone at home. Yeah, possibly her... uh... But it might be a few days before oh i bet it's a while yeah because it's not not gonna make her plane home it's not gonna be emma it's not gonna be will it's not gonna be dylan norma or norman i have i have a feeling she's one of those loner people i I do too single and yeah it's probably gonna be her work after a while but they may give her a little time because they know she's visiting her daughter exactly but maybe something got complicated and she had to stay so i mean uh, or she could have a mom or something around Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But I think we have a few days at least. I think so. I think we've got a few days of shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) Either body hiding or... Chaining. (laughs) Or attempted murder person hiding. (laughs) It'll be fun. And it's just interesting that it's Emma's mom that just kind of puts a little level of fun to it to me <laughs> oh yeah and it's not I... like some stranger at the hotel you know <laughs> yeah no yeah and i am kind of leaning towards norma's little secret mm. yeah we'll see um okay what a fantastic show with so many elements being thrown at you real good work i need a broom and fresh towels please norman was walking around with dirt on his boots a robe and whistling 
in the back. He didn't clean up after himself. <laughs> Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun at the B&B. Your resident B&B guest, Iggy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have to slip some notes under your door about um, maybe discounts. <laughs> <laughs> And asking for your understanding. Yes. <laughs> While we deal with Norman. <laughs> Discounts and a free movie. Hmm. Rental. You know. Yes. We'll give you 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do the sweeping. <laughs> Please just keep your doors locked and call us if you see them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Iggy. Thanks, Iggy. All right, we've got Mike from the Body Count blog. He says, "What an episode, right? I mean, Superman and Batman kept showing up, which was kind of cool, I guess. All these explosions and that Lexus had so much trunk space, although I didn't need to see it ten times. <laughs> and what was up with that guy who kept talking about the free credit reports over and over?" <laughs> oh, you know what? Those were the 10 million commercials I had to sit through because I watched it today on A&E.com. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I did not. Sorry about that. That's, I, that's how I had to watch it. I have Xfinity, so I had minimal commercials. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them, huh? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I noticed that they've started a thing where they're now on their website, like have all of their shows. Mm-hmm. Available, so they probably had to up their commercials because of that. <laughs> yeah, it was like a it. three or four minute commercial break, maybe oh, every wow. ten, ten minutes or so. So yeah, it's a long commercial break. Hmm. All right, but seriously, my wife will tell you that my marriage proposal could have been a little more romantic. However, I think mine was some super romantic crap compared to Norma's. <laughs> <laughs> she was so surprised that he said no. <laughs> now we'll need to hear this unromantic marriage proposal, Mike. <laughs> yes. So glad the season's back, and I can't wait to listen to your show each week. I'm not having any issues here in my room, but if you could maybe get a cable guide, a TV guide or something, it might help me remember to watch this on TV and not on A&E's website. <laughs> we will rig up a, a phone call. Yes. <laughs> like a wake-up call. <laughs> We're putting Norma in charge of that, so take that for what it is. <laughs> Again, we ask for your patience. <laughs> um, thanks, Mike. Good to hear from thanks, you. Mike. All right. Next comment card is from Harold. He says, here's my comment card from room one. I think this definitely qualifies as a very good start to the season. They did not backtrack at all. Even if, upon thinking about it, each season has begun with a Norman murder, his father in season one, the aftermath of Miss Watson's death in season two, and the possibility of Annika's murder in season three. Well, thanks, Harold. You just reminded us of all the season premiere. <laughs> we didn't want to take yes. the time to do it. <laughs> no, we didn't. Now I remember them all very well. Um, this feels different, I think, because Norman was in his mother's persona for most of the episode. Also, this murder was more of a revenge-by-proxy murder, sort of like what Mother was trying to do to Caleb back in Season 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how murderous 
mother is. Mm-hmm. Where Norma's not so much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was to, uh... Oh, I forgot his name now. The one she stabbed the crap out of. Oh, Keith Summers. Keith. She was to Keith, but those those were... Well, that was... You know, circumstances. Yeah, that was different <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> he had just brutally attacked and raped her. Yes. So, he deserved that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have killed the crap out of him, too. Yeah. It's just interesting that Norman's mother persona is, like, channeling his extreme frustration and protectiveness over Emma. It made me think of the plunge. Yeah. And how flipped out he got at Cody. At Cody for encouraging her to jump. Yeah. He, yeah, it, it's very interesting, the Norma persona he imagines, because she's not there's part of her that's like the real Norma, but it's almost like he's projecting the murderous part of himself onto her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's really interesting. And the, like, sex shame or whatever it Mm -hmm. is that goes on with him. Right. Which we see in the movie, and we did see with, like, Bradley. Right. But the Emma protection stuff, you saw that in Norma, you know, when she found out that that was Emma's mom. She's like, all right, I'm out of here, you know? Yeah. Like, I really love Emma, so you go away. (laughs) Yeah, and I can see also looking at it from a standpoint of Norman, I mean, Emma's father is the main caregiver, and knowing that he does not want contact, Mm -hmm. if I heard that, even if I didn't know Emma, I would be I'm not going to go against his wishes. Exactly. He's her caregiver and... You abandoned her. (laughs) Right. It's not my place (laughs) to go against his wishes. No, she did absolutely the right thing. Yeah, she did. That was not Norma overreacting or anything. I think she did exactly the right thing. I'm kind of surprised she didn't go off on her, personally. I think she had too much going on personally. I think so. Yeah. And if she hadn't, she would have. <laughs> she had she had less things on her plate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Heron says <laughs> Harold says I really wish mother had made some sandwiches to go with that tea. <laughs> There was this disturbing lack of sandwiches. It would have been so awesome if there was like little finger sandwiches. (laughs) And I don't know what to make about the absence of sandwiches. Yep, but we're on sandwich watch. So, Mm. so far, no sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do have a suspicion, based on my past TV watching experience, that Norman will get some treatment and get under control for part of the season until it is time for things to ramp up again towards the end. But I hope I am proven wrong and things keep building. Yeah, that's that's a real possibility that they'll find a good med treatment and we'll have some. But yeah, I, which I'm okay I with that okay. too. I, I like Norman and Norma together and I think that would give them a chance to have some fun scenes together. Like yeah, back in the and it, would, it would give us some um, Normaro possibility. Yeah. Chances, which we need some of those. Yeah. And we can't have that if Norman is on high crazy. Right. So, but if they don't and it's just crazy ramp up, I'm good with that too. 
Sure, <laughs> we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, I like that Norma got called out for not getting Norman appropriate treatment. The threat of a social worker nosing into her business will hopefully keep her from backsliding. On the other hand, will the unpleasantness of the county facility be enough for her to fight to keep Norman out of the only facility that she can afford? Is there not Is there not like a middle in the greater county area that's in the middle somewhere? Yeah, like not necessarily Pineview, but not that. There's got to be. Cuz those were the two extremes. I mean, the yeah. two absolute extremes to me. Right. Right. In this day and age. I mean, an asylum like that back in the 40s. Yeah, there's got to <laughs> be, be worse. But there's got to be some other state-run facility that's not necessarily like this county-run, but run by the state that's a little bit nicer that maybe she could get on. Not as crowded. Like a sliding scale payment plan type thingy, you know. We'll see. Because Pineview is just, that is just a pipe dream. Yeah. And if Obamacare, is there anything going on there? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. How come she doesn't have insurance? (laughs) She must be getting fined. (laughs) And... I don't know. How much money did Bob Paris have? It didn't, I mean, I don't know. If that is it where, how they stacks. pay. It, it was a few stacks, but, you know, it wasn't millions. No, I only imagine it was enough to get him to where he could hide out for a little bit and then tap into tap any into number Swiss of bank. his yeah, <laughs> bank accounts. Yeah, like I'm going with like a couple hundred thousand. Which yeah. probably wouldn't get you too far at Pineview. So. No. Might if, buy yeah. a few months. Yeah. So, anywho. It'll be interesting to see what goes on here. I think we're not looking at long-term care for Norman. That's just not going to happen. Something else is going to happen because right. it's, they're not that's not the, the way it's with him. Go. Yeah. No. And that's not the way the story is going to go. Sheriff Romero. <laughs> 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 but you know what I mean? That's right. not Norman Bates. He's not going to be... Well, he does get locked up in a facility for many years after the movie Psycho. But yeah, like, the movie like... Psycho is years and years away. Right. Right. So, anyway. Anyway. Okay. Harold says, when did Emma's dad become so tough and angry and allegedly violent? Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Well, it was, and it was an entirely different story that she told Norma. Mm-hmm. She told Norma she appealed to her as a mother that it's hard to have a child with an illness hanging over your head like an axe. Right. And then to Norman, she's like, well, his dad, her dad was violent. I had to get away. So she told two entirely different stories. Yeah. She's, she's a piece of work. Yeah. She was working both of them. She worked the mom angle and then the scared of your dad angle. Yep. So who knows what the real story is? I don't buy it. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> what? Okay. So she's trying to let it tell us that she not only left her sick daughter, but left her with a violent man. Yeah. I don't think so. No. You know, I Norman mean, didn't think so either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, head Norma. Because <laughs> that's just even worse. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, who does that? <laughs> What the real story is right now, I, you know, he is he's intense. He's intense, but he's got a daughter who's sick, who is a teenager, and 
not taking care of herself the way he wants her to, you know? And there's love there. There, oh, Emma, abs- Emma does not have the vibe of a a girl that's been brought up no fearing her father at absolutely all. not he's he seems very sweet with her but stern mm-hmm. he's yeah. scared he's a scared dad he's a scared trying... dad i mean he's he, a papa bear he is this is his only kid and mm-hmm. he knows she's not going to be around much longer and then he's all you know so no i'm not buying using... her no i'm, I'm not I think buying that a... hood week <laughs> no she's selfish and Weak. She's a freaking teenager. The way she acted in that first scene, she almost I almost expected her to say like, I am not moving from this chair. You can't make me <laughs> <laughs> She had that look on her face. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Will throw her out. She's like dragging her heels like <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Harold says, Dylan sure likes these long-lost parents. <laughs> Too bad he didn't get the chance to hook up Mother Dakota with Caleb. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> what a pair. They... Oh, <laughs> that just makes me sick to think about. <laughs> oh. And he says, whose body gets found first, Mother Dakota, Bradley, or Bob Paris? I vote Bob Paris. Oh, he'd be the last one, I'd guess. I don't know. I'm uh, going Mother Dakota. I don't know. It'll... I don't know. Before this episode, I would have said Bradley, but I didn't know yeah. about this. Uh... I don't know. I'd feel... I feel like who'd have the best chance to hide a body well would be Sheriff Romero. Yeah. But I was confused by him just putting the body in that box on the boat and not shutting it. Yeah, that seemed kind of... I thought, well, the, there's nothing for that body to stay in that boat. Right. So that seemed weird. I would have thought he would have shut it in and let it sink. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it'll come up. I think... I don't know if... Sheriff Romero is going to totally get away with that. Um, Harold says, I give this seven marriages of convenience out of ten. So, so far we've had a seven and a seven and a half. Out of the people who have given us rankings. Thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. All right. Uh, Kimberly, she says, Hi, Emma and Sue. Yay, Bates Motel is back. I'm glad I was surprised by a new character, Emma's mother. I thought that she would be the one to make Norman's problem public, but no, Norman took care of that. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. And Norma's proposal? Didn't see that coming. Kim. <laughs> Short <laughs> thanks, but sweet. Kim. <laughs> well, thanks for the feedback, everyone. Yeah, it's good to have you guys all back. Well, if you didn't get a chance to get feed in, feedback in for our recording today, you are free. You know, send it for next week, and we can talk about this episode again in feedback. You know, if you have something to say about this episode. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. <clears throat> all right, here. Let's start the episode recap. Yep, and just one thing before we start. Um, this will be the George Martin Memorial Podcast. 
George Martin, record producer, Beatles record producer. Jeez, I like went through George Harrison, and I'm like, no, he already died. Yeah, and not and then George. I'm like, Steve Martin died. No, <laughs> and it's not George R. R. Martin, the novelist who wrote okay. Games of Game of Thrones. It's George Martin, record producer. Produced pretty much every Beatles record, except like maybe the first couple. Okay, that's mainly why I think I thought of George Harrison. <laughs> the Beatles popped up. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, he was 90, so he had a good, good life. <clears throat> so, R.I.P. George Martin. You produced the crap out of some great music. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Boo 2016. Yes, you can insert woman right here and it would be appropriate. <laughs> Although I don't think he produced John Solo stuff. I think he did Paul's Wings, but not. Anyway. Still a tie in. <laughs> Still works. <laughs> so, okay. So on to the recap. <clears throat> Thanks for the feedback, everybody. Yes. Okay. We start out on a boat. Bob Paris's body is wrapped up in some net, and Romero opens some pipes in a box thing. <laughs> so, and I know a lot about boats. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those boxes where you let some of the water in, and that's where you put your fish when oh. you catch fish. Because that is a fishing boat, huh? Yes. So, I just don't know. I'm sure there's a name for it, but I just call it the box thing. <laughs> So he opens some pipes in a boxing, which lets water in and dumps Bob's body in. Romero gets into a rowboat and starts rowing away and stops and watches Bob's boat sink. Romero throws a cell phone into the ocean and rows away. Was that Bob's cell phone? That's what I'm guessing. Because it couldn't have been his. I don't see why it. he would have to throw his. So I'm guessing it was Bob's and for some reason it has to be separate from the boat. Or maybe he just realized he had it. I don't know. Maybe. I was pretty distracted in that scene that he had <laughs> rinsed his bloody hands off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just some quick, gotta do something. And it seems pretty ballsy to sink a boat. I mean. He's ballsy. It could easily, someone could just watch that happen. Romero is ballsy. Yeah, he is. I mean, he just shot Abernathy and let him fall in. Uh huh. And good grief, Mar Marcus. <laughs> That's true. There's, you don't get much more ballsy than that. Nope. <laughs> Kill him in a parking garage and then drive the car. <laughs> Wipe the windshield off a little bit. <laughs> drive the car and leave it in Paris's driveway. Have you ever wondered how Romero got back? Like, did he just walk home in that? hospital gown. <laughs> I totally see it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ballsy. Uh, it's not weird. Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. I think with the blood not being rinsed off, I think they were going for a fairly obvious metaphor of blood on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> Um, then next we see Dylan stapling a missing person flyer with a picture of Norman on it to a pole. The flyer says Norman has been missing since Friday night. Dylan calls 
Norman says he hasn't found Norman yet. He has called hospitals and no one has seen him. What day do you think it was? You know, they never they never tell us. So I'm guessing if he's been missing since Friday night. And that would be when Paris was shot. It's going to just be Saturday. It's got to be like Saturday. Yeah. Because I'm just guessing Romero just dealt with the body all night in the boat. Right. And now it's morning. Right. So that was some quick flyer making and all that. Yep. <laughs> um, he has called hospitals and no one has seen him. Cuts to Norman waking up in a field. He starts talking out loud saying, you're the one who suggested going home on foot. And no, I'm not the one responsible. And mother, you have to stop trying to say that everything is fine. A man walks up to Norman and asks if he is all right. Norman says he's fine and then yells, Mother, stop talking about it. <laughs> you think she was like, we killed someone, though. <laughs> Everything's not fine, Norman. <laughs> um, he tells the man. Oh. Norman tells the man his mother doesn't know what she is doing. He tells the man to just leave them alone. The man suggests Norman come with him. They should go to his house and call someone. Norman yells to leave them alone and runs towards him, and the man punches Norman in the face and knocks him out. So when he woke up, did it look like he was waking up on a grave? Um, no. My first thought was that he buried Bradley. Then I'm like, no, she went down in she the... She went down in the... No, it was I... a very square, muddy... It was. It was definitely a, like a patch of dirt in the middle of a grassy field. <laughs> like an unexplained patch of dirt. <laughs> okay, it was weird. <laughs> so, not sure what was going on there. <laughs> I didn't think grave, though. I remember going, huh, there's just that big square of dirt, though. <laughs> I thought grave, and then I had to remind myself that she's in the trunk. In the trunk, yeah. At the bottom of the lake. So, so yeah, interesting that Norman is still... In his fugue stake after waking up. Mm-hmm. That, this is a first, right? That it's lasted this long. Usually when he wakes up, he has no memory of what had happened. And he's back to yeah. being regular Norman. Well, depends on what you call regular. <laughs> yeah, and I'd love to know how far away he is, how far away that Willamette County. Are all these regular places I could look on a map? I guess I, White Pine Bay is not. I know the river that runs through Portland is the Willamette River. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm guessing it's like the next county over. Yeah. You know, maybe he and Bradley got... They didn't get real far. Real far, but maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, you know? Sounds about right. So, that would take a while to walk, because that would be, you know, 30 miles. Especially if you're arguing with mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mother. I know, it's like... So no one passed him walking down the road talking to him. (laughs) (laughs) And I I thought the farmer guy was like, let's go to my house. It's like, "Um, why don't you just call the cops right now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'd be asking them to come to my house. (laughs) A little little troubled. A little troubled, yep. Not violent yet, but... Kind of troubled. Well, it's like he ran. Didn't he try to hit the old man with his shoe or something and miss? And Did he? I don't that's know. When, 
Yeah, he kind of lunged at him, and I think he saw a shoe in his hand. And that's huh. when the farmer just punches him in the face. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that was the end there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So then there was the opening sequence. And next we see Norma sleeping in a chair. Dylan comes home, and he is on the phone with someone. Dylan tells Norma that Norman is at the Willamette County Hospital. Norma and Dylan go out to the parking lot, and Dylan tells Norma someone found Norman lost and talking to himself, and he's in a psychiatric unit. Dylan tells Norma he is not going with her. He needs to go to Portland because Emma is having a lung transplant that morning. Norma says, why didn't you tell me? Dylan says he didn't want to lay that on her, and she says, no, about you and Emma. Dylan says, this is him telling her now. It happened pretty quickly. Norma says she hopes she's okay, and they both leave. So... Yeah, that was kind of actually sweet. Though, why didn't you tell me? Right. She didn't look concerned. She just... I think she's got more on her mind. I think she would have been if the circumstances were different. Like, how's this going to affect Norman? (laughs) Yeah. You know? (laughs) But there's... It's like he said, I just didn't want to lay anything else on you. You know, (laughs) Norman missing and stuff. And I I just loved how the whole time he's on the phone call, she's like in his ear, what's going on? Who are you talking to? (laughs) She's like, let's take your car. He's like, I'm not going. Fine, we'll take my car. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next, we see Emma in a hospital bed. Her anesthesiologist comes in and says they are ready for her now, and they wheel her out. Cuts to Norman lying in his hospital bed in a hallway strapped down. Someone walks by, and he says, Mother? (laughs) 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 We need a mother watch on this. (laughs) Um, A nurse walks by, and he stops her and asks what is happening. She tells him he is at the county hospital. He was lost, and the police brought him in. He says he doesn't remember anything and asks if his mother is there. Uh, She says he was brought in alone. Norman says they need to find his mother. He is worried about her. The nurse asks why, and Norman says he thinks something bad happened to her. The nurse says the doctor will check on him in a while, and she leaves. Crazy how unfeeling and everything. Maybe you just get working there, but I don't know. If some teen came in dirty, fugy, worried that something bad happened to his mom, wouldn't you be like, you know, I wonder what happened. <laughs> exactly. That's what I wanted to talk about because she, so he was found alone talking mm-hmm. to himself and, you know, lost. So wouldn't the explanation of maybe he had been in a car accident with his mom and he yeah. was like concussed or something, yeah, you know, totally. I mean, so if he's saying, I'm worried about my mom, I think something bad happened. Wouldn't that be like a, oh, do we need to look for your mom? You know, I mean. Yeah, that it, makes sense to me. It totally makes sense that that's why he would be in that state to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was weird, too, that she just kind of brushes off the whole mother thing. Yeah. Unless, like you said, she's just like jaded, you know. Yeah, I mean, day in and out of that place, always busy, always too busy, always overrun with patients. And... Right, and maybe some of them asking about their fake mother. <laughs> 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 but I don't know, that was just, I don't know, I'm like, you know, it kind of makes sense that maybe he was in a car accident. It totally did. And got knocked out. 
So. Mm-hmm. Is it me? Yep. Next, we see Romero at his house. He removes some bricks from his fireplace and hides Bob's money and puts the bricks back. It occurred to me that he's not living in an old house. Isn't he just living in, like, a rebuilt house? Yeah, I think this is his new house from the fire. Yeah. And I think so they built it. Yeah. Made that? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> D- are the bricks just loose? <laughs> Shoddy carpentry. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he did it himself. And, I don't know. Maybe Romero needs little hiding places. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like maybe that's just not out of the realm of possibility that he just had pre-planned that he may need. He's just, like, just I, am I going to be dating this normal woman? <laughs> I better have things like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe it was the place he was going to put the the chip right they call that thing the, the chip? flash drive flash drive yep maybe okay next we see norm at the hospital she walks up to a desk behind plexiglass with holes it is very dirty plexiglass yeah she didn't lean into it didn't lean into it you yelled into it i didn't blame her nope <laughs> <laughs> plus I guess after a few times, she got those holes figured out. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, she doesn't need to talk to Romero on the other end. <laughs> That's true. Although it was usually that annoying cell phone lady. Yep. <laughs> Although that lady was annoying, too. The show likes to represent these people as not giving a crap <laughs> about their job. <laughs> If you're behind plexiglass, you're a slacker. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing in the world you want to see is Norma Bates. <laughs> okay. She says she is there to pick up her son. The woman says she can't take him. He is under 48-hour observation. Norma says she wants to talk to whomever is in charge, and the lady tells her to sit down. Yep, and she sits down and she just kind of looks at the person next to her, like, (laughs) it was just a good look that she shot. Yes, it was. (laughs) And I just love how, you know, I'm here to pick up my son, and the receptionist is like, and the name, and she's like, mine or his? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then then we see Dylan walk into a beautiful hospital in Portland, the polar opposite to where we just left. I know, it was gorgeous. <laughs> it was so pretty. And what a weird waiting room yeah. for surgery. That looked like a just an entry. Yeah, it did. So that was weird to me. But that's probably all they could get to. It's that's, probably a real hospital. Or... I'm sure it's a real hospital, and they're like, you can have this little area. Because <laughs> <laughs> I read that doesn't look like any surgery waiting room I've ever seen. No. Um, he meets Will, and Will says they just started, and they won't know anything for a long time, so they should get comfortable. Yep. So, then we see Norma walk into an office, and she complains how long she had to wait. <laughs> so, there's another juxtaposition they're doing, like... <laughs> 
Dylan and Will are waiting a long time because Emma's having a lung transplant. (laughs) You know, Norma had to wait a long time because this is a county hospital. (laughs) Yep. And like the doctor says, uh, she says it's a county facility. It's underfunded and overcrowded. Um, the doctor tells Norma that Norman was found in a field in a state of unconsciousness, talking to himself, and was agitated and violent. The farmer thought he was dangerous. The doctor asks if Norma has ever found her son to be dangerous, and Norma says, not at all. He's the sweetest boy that ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> right. Um, she says he's sensitive and has blackouts. The doctor asks who his doctor is. Norma says he doesn't have one. The doctor says he has blackouts and you haven't taken him to a doctor. Norma says he fainted at school. They took him to the hospital. They ran some tests and didn't find anything wrong. The doctor asks if he blacks out regularly. Norma says it depends on what you mean by regularly. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor says more than once a year and Norma, Norma says yes. The Norma oh, says, really? Is that regularly? Because, yes, I'm going to have to say yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you meant regularly, like, once every ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Norma says, I didn't let him get his driver's license. <laughs> There's her bone. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor says he has no doctor and has never been tried on any medications? Norma says no. The doctor asks Norma if she is a Christian scientist. (laughs) And Norma says no. (laughs) The doctor thanks Norma for the information. And Norma asks if she can take him home. And the doctor says no. He is under observation. Norma asks if she can at least see him. And she says no. Norma says he's her son. And what right does she have to say that she can't see him? The doctor says Norman is 18, legally an adult, and could be mentally ill and a danger. She says the time to have taken care of him was before this. The doctor says it could be seen as negligent that Norma never took him to a doctor, even though he clearly has issues. The doctor says, if and when we need you, we'll contact you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. She's cold. (laughs) Norma walks out. And down a hall as a patient is screaming to leave her alone. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm I'm with everybody else. It's I love that they did that and had someone call her out because mm-hmm. we've all you know wanted to call her out. But again, I don't remember what scene it is. Maybe the next scene with the doctor where she mentions, "I thought I could handle it myself." I totally 100% believe that that is true in Norma's head for a long time at least. I think so. It's she says it to that doctor, she stops at the okay. at the Pineview facility, you know. Okay. And yeah, I I honestly do believe she just thought she could she could handle this herself. For a long time. I think it's, she did it's too about by keeping the second home. half of last season. She started going, "Hmm, nope." Yep. Yeah, no, I think she totally thought that because, you know, her idea was, well, I'll just keep him home with me, you know, and that's when, you know, when Dylan talks to her last season and he's like, what are you going to do, lock him up every time you leave? And she's like, maybe. Well, she just did. She did. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of that. (laughs) So, but 
I don't know. Plus, you know, he did faint at school, and they did take him to the hospital, and they didn't find anything. And I think she's just like, nope. Well, they didn't. But if you'll remember, the doctor was like, I didn't find anything physically wrong. Right. But but there's cause for concern. And she took him against medical. Right. That's right. They wanted to keep him overnight. So it's not like they were like, nope, he's fine. Don't know what that was. Let's just... Pretend oh, it never happened. It's uh, that's Norma's shush. Right. Oh yeah. She's got the best shush in the world. She certainly does. <laughs> yes. I was just happy. <laughs> okay. Next, we see Dylan at the hospital in Portland. A woman walks up to the desk and says her daughter Emma Dakota is having surgery. The receptionist says it will be a few hours and Emma's mom sits near Dylan. Dylan says, you're Emma's mom? She says yes and then Will walks up and asks what she's doing here. Emma's mom tells him that she is, uh, that he is the one that told her Emma is having surgery. He says he told her out of courtesy because she is her mom or a semblance of her mom. He says he doesn't want her there. He doesn't want her clearing her conscience at Emma's expense. She says she isn't leaving. She has something for Emma. Will says he will throw her out. And she says you haven't changed. And she leaves. Totally teenager parent relationship there. Yeah. (laughs) Man. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she deserves it. I think so. From what I have observed. I mean... Her remark, you haven't changed. Is she just... Meaning, like, I don't know. Cause he, she you're said, a meanie. You're, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like like a teenage daughter would say to their dad who doesn't let her go to a party or something, you know. Yeah, that's totally the vibe I got yeah. from their relationship and the way she reacted to him and just her vibe. Yeah. She was probably just so immature. And I don't know. I I kind of take her explanation to Norma as probably some semblance of truth. Oh yeah. It is. It's you know, and Norma does understand that. <laughs> you know, I think that was meant to be like Norma does understand. Yes, I do know exactly <laughs> oh, how that can be. She was speaking to the choir. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, She's obviously immature and weak. She couldn't, you know. Can you imagine having a child with problems? And you watching it, you're probably like, yes. Yes, I and... I, I understand. <laughs> and I'm not going anywhere, lady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it sucks, but it isn't for everybody. I mean, some people go and maybe, who knows if they even plan to have Emma. We don't know anything. We don't. So we don't know if she's like, maybe he wanted to keep the baby and maybe she was immature and it was like, sometimes you can go into motherhood being like, well, this will be great. We'll have a baby and it'll be so cute and right and done, you know, and you don't think realistically. And then all of a sudden this baby's born with something like CP. CF. CF. Sorry. Cerebral palsy. <laughs> <laughs> is born with something like CF and it's 
said, gets yeah. real. It real gets fast. real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And who knows the age difference? Because Will, Will doesn't look old to me, but there could be, there could be quite the age difference. There could be. There could be ten years. I, there could be like ten years. That's what I, I was thinking. I could see ten years. Yep. Yeah. So she could have been like eighteen, and he was closer to thirty when, yeah, Emma was born. Type, you know. Or maybe twenty-five and eighteen. Who knows? Who knows? There's a lot we don't know. There's and a lot. And I hope we find out. I hope we do too. I'm interested in this. I'm I'm interested to hear what's in that letter that she's yes. trying to get to Emma, and I want to hear Will's side of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, for someone who wasn't on the show for very long, and I never thought we'd meet, I'm pretty interested in this. <laughs> Me too. And it's interesting that Emma wrote to her. Yeah. Did we know Emma was like writing to her? No. I've got a crush on this boy. It sounds like she was pretty. I don't know what kind of a relationship did they have. Not good, but no. Cool. But it makes it sad that you know Emma wrote to the mom that abandoned her, still loved her, you know, mm, enough know. to talk to boys, talk about boys and stuff. No, I kind of have that situation also. Rob, don't want to get too personal, but Rob's mom left when they he was a kid, and. Rob has a very complicated relationship with that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's a weird thing. Yeah. An abandoned parent, especially an abandoned mom. That's a little different than an abandoned dad. It is. It's a little less common. Less common and just seems more... I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seems more shocking or awful. When it's the mom that leaves like that. Yeah, I mean, no matter how much our world changes, it still is a lot less common. Right. To have a single dad because the mom took off. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway. Oh, interesting. Yep. Uh, oh, it's me again? Yep. Next, we see Norma drive up to Romero's house. Norma jumps out of her car, and Romero asks what happened. I love how she she, she comes out like a teenager, too. <laughs> she Alex, does. they took Norma! And <laughs> the first time I watched this, as soon as I saw her leaving the hospital, I'm like, she's going straight to Romero's. <laughs> yep, she's running to Romero. Yep. <laughs> They've got my son. <laughs> He's magical. <laughs> <laughs> And I just love that Romero's like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) So it begins another day. (laughs) Uh, She tells him Norman ran away and now he is at County Hospital under observation and they won't let him out because he is 18 and she has no right. (laughs) Romero says, and you're here to see me because? (laughs) And Norma says, I need you to go get him out. Romero says, Norma, I'm not magical. <laughs> I have nothing to do with Willamette. And Norma says, he is sheriff and must know someone. He says, can't you pull some strings? No, she says, can't you pull some strings, threaten someone, beat someone up in a parking lot? <laughs> Be Batman Romero? <laughs> yeah, Batman Romero. Batmero. <laughs> um... Romero asks how long the medical hold is, and she says 48 hours. He says she will have to wait it out. In the vast majority of cases, 
they let the patient go. She asks what she is supposed to do in the meantime, and he says pray. If she does pray, he gave that up a long time ago. <laughs> that was a little TMI. <laughs> I'm a sheriff. Like, I'm a cop. I don't pray. Hey, I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, it bothers. I don't know. It was just interesting that. Yeah. Anyway, I wonder if his. With the Irishness, maybe there was a big, strong Catholic background or something. Oh, yeah. There's a good chance there was. Yeah. Sure. Um, he says he knows it's hard and he's sorry, but he has to go to work and leaves. Yep. <laughs> I just, I love how she just explains. Expects him to be her dragon slayer. <laughs> and he's a little fatigued. <laughs> he's going through so much of his own crap. He's like, I just slayed, slayed a very big dragon for you. I need a little recovery time. <laughs> exactly. Plus, it's only been a couple of days since their talk on the porch where she lied to him about what happened with Norman's dad. And Oh, yeah. You know, I mean... It's not like it's months later. So he's still kind of, I mean, I guess they did have that talk in the parking lot, but. They did, and that that went a long way. Yeah. But then I think he got that back killing Bob, I think. That really messed with his head. Yeah. But I just love, you can just tell that he still loves her because he's like, I'm sorry. I know it's hard, and I'm sorry, you know. Oh, yeah. He wanted, he... He kind of did like this sigh breakdown thing. <laughs> she broke through a little wall. Yep. And he's like, I know it sucks. Uh, how long? You know, well, how long? Yeah. Is this hold? And he wants to make it better however he can, but he's not willing to do much. There's not much he can do. There is not much he can yeah. do. Yeah. So. These medical holds, they don't have to do much with sheriffs. No. <laughs> There's no one in the parking lot to beat up. <laughs> and. <laughs> We're threatened. I don't know, maybe Dr. Quartz is in that line at this point. <laughs> She's so gross. You just kind of expect her to, like, I don't know, turn into, like, the crypt keeper or something. Like, yes. her eyes, like morph into, like, ew. <laughs> ew. Okay. Um, so next we see Dylan and Will at the hospital. A doctor comes out and tells Will the surgery is over and Emma did great. Will tells Dylan and they both are very happy. Yep. You see. I expected a little bro hug thing. I did too. I was like, where's the hug? But that was sweet. Will kind of started crying and I think Dylan was trying to hold back tears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next we see Norma go to the Pineview Mental Health Place. The woman she spoke with before, Vicky, meets her. Norma says she has thought about it and wants to get Norman admitted. <laughs> like, they've been waiting. <laughs> I know. Like she's, oh, yay. We've All been right. wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank you, Norma. <laughs> well, I've thought about it. And yeah, let's get him in. <laughs> Again, Norma, this isn't your decision. It's just so funny the way it was left last time, <laughs> which was only a couple of days ago. I was surprised at first they remembered each other's names and stuff, and then I'm like, oh yeah, this was like yesterday. 
<laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that, but you're it right. It really was. It was just a couple days before, huh? I think it was the day before. Was it the well, two? Is it the day before? She... It was the Friday. It was Friday. So if this is... I think we decided this was Saturday. Or no. Is this Saturday? Or... This is Saturday or Sunday. Has to be. I would... I would say it's the... It's still the day that they find out that Norman got found and is in the hospital. So Okay, then it's that, it's the next day. It is. Wow. Because he she did the she went to Pineview and then she came home and told him about it and he flipped out and went with Bradley That's just right then. Right. That's And then he right. killed her. See, I I still have the last two episodes of season 3 to rewatch. I didn't get oh. to it. I watched up to season to up to the last two. So but yep, that's right. It was just the day before. Yeah. Um, Vicky asks if she has Norman's doctor's diagnosis, and Norma says not yet. Norma says he needs help immediately, and Vicky says there's a long wait list and insurance issues, and it takes time. Norma asks if Norman can see one of their doctors for the diagnosis, and Vicky says she can at one of their private practices, and she leaves. Norma walks out and run, runs into one of the doctors. Norma says she would like him to diagnose her son, and he gives her his card and says to make an appointment. She says it's an emergency and then explains she is a single mother and it's hard being a woman and no, with no one to turn to for help. <laughs> she said she been... feminine wiles I've spoken of. Oh, man. She turned it on big time. Yep. Uh, she says she bets he can help her and smiles at him. He says, I'm gay. You have my card. <laughs> <laughs> He's like so on to her. <laughs> um, and he turns to go inside. Norma stops him and tells him about the blackouts and that Norman is being held at county and she's afraid they're going to lock him up and she's scared. He says once he's released to call his office and he will see if he can help. So he seems like a nice guy. I kind of hope we do see him talk to Norman. I, yeah. I kind of liked him. The little bit that we got of him. No, I have a strong feeling that he's going to be a player. A player? A good guy player. I think so. I hope so. He had that vibe. He did. Yep. That was just so great. I'm gay. You have my card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm, I that see it best. right through you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because we talked about it last season how she <laughs> just goes to that, just uses her her like female I don't know what would feminine wilds yeah feminine wilds yes <laughs> to just get what she needs from guys yep that's doesn't how work. she's been trained doesn't work with the gay ones Norma <laughs> <laughs> nope you need a game plan for that <laughs> <laughs> but you know it actually worked once she got real that's the thing. It's like so a good backup game plan. When she jumped to like desperate mother mm-hmm. and stopped the flirty, you know, batting her eyelashes, he seemed to like go, okay, you know, this sounds serious. Yep. So. And he just appealed it, just appealed to him as a human being and a doctor. Right. Well, Elle's bus is here, so yay. Oh, okay. Okay, thus should end the interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we at? You, the next we see Norman lying in the hospital. Okay. 
Next we see Norman lying in the hospital. He is remembering him and Norma singing Mr. Sandman when he was a child and making cookies. And then you hear Norma say, Do you really think you could lure Norman away from me? And he sees Bradley getting her head bashed in. Then the memories go back and forth between he is a child making cookies with Norma and the night Bradley was killed. Head Norma from that night says, Oh, geez, don't look at me like that. You can't take this shit so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun to see a tiny little slip of uh-huh. how she was acting, like covering up the murder and stuff. Yep. Good times. And then the nurse is shining a flashlight in Norma's eye and she walks out and locks his door. She gives him a look. He could have been muttering. Yeah, maybe. You know, or or something. I mean, he's strapped in. She doesn't necessarily have to lock the door, but it sounds like she's being pretty cautious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I guess someone else, like another patient could walk in. But I don't know. It's I thought this was pretty interesting, just the back and forth between actual memories mm-hmm. and... You know, real Norma memories and head Norma memories. It's like he does not see a line between the two, I don't think. No. It is interesting. Yeah. I like where it's going. and I do, too. All that. It's so fun. All right, next we see Emma's mom, Audrey, sitting outside the motel office, and Norma pulls up. Audrey asks if the motel is open and she needs a room for a few nights. Norma says yes, and while checking her in, Norma apologizes and explains her son is out of town, and the girl that works there needed some time off, so she's running the motel by herself. Audrey says, you mean Emma? Norma asks if she knows her, and she says she met her in the village last time she was in town. Norma gives her the key to room 5 and says she'll be in the house. She'll be at the house if she needs anything. Audrey says, thanks, Norma. And Norma asks how she knows her name. And Audrey says, from the business card on the counter. Yep. So Audrey's checked in. Audrey's checked in. And knew more than she was letting on. Knew more than she was letting on. And also knows that she's a piece of shit. Because why... She didn't tell Norma right away that she's Emma's mom. Yeah. You know, it's like she she knows she's crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she yeah. does. So. Whatever. It'd be the it'd be an embarrassing thing to. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about that Emma's mom that abandoned her because she was sick. Well, <laughs> hello, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are to admit. It would be, but you did it. Own it. Own up to it. Yeah. You know. Make it right. Make it right. Exactly. She's probably making an argument that she's trying to, but I don't buy that crap. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think she's too bright. I think she's just selfish and dumb. And immature. Yes. Yep. All those things. Okay. So then we see Dylan walk into Emma's hospital room. She has a big breathing apparatus hooked up to her. She opens her eyes, and he says she looks awesome, and she smiles. I thought that was kind of cutesy. That was adorable. Yep. Dylan's face was adorable. Yes. Yes. And just seeing her, you don't see the smile because that thing's covering her face, but you can tell. Yeah. It's cute. Um, next, we see Norma sleeping on top of the bed, and her phone rings. It's the county hospital. They are going to release Norman that day. 
She's sleeping on top of Norman's bed. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see Norma bringing Audrey some breakfast. Audrey says, "You're you really are nice, aren't you?" Emma said, "You were." Norma says, "That one time you met Emma in the village." <laughs> Audrey says she is Emma's mom, and Emma wrote to her once and told her how nice Norma and Norman are. Norma says she cares a lot about Emma and doesn't want to hear any more of this. It's none of her business, and she walks away. So, I don't know. It's gotten me wondering, wishing I could go back to all of the times Emma's mom has been mentioned. <sighs> yeah, it by hasn't, Emma or anyone else. It hasn't been much, I don't think. I mm-hmm. think... Emma did say something strange, I think, in season two. She said something about we have to we have to make allowances for our parents. Oh, we have to whitewash. Whitewash our parents because they're our parents, or things our parents do because they're our parents. Well, and it's season one when Emma meets Norma. For the first time, and remember, Norma's like all questioning about her health. Like, what's your lifespan? What's this? You know? yes. <laughs> and in that conversation, Emma open Emma, Emma tells her that her mom left because she had CF, and Emma's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, she didn't want to have to take care of this, you know. So, but I think other than those two, I don't think we've heard much about her. Not I'm on sure not Will on camera, something. at least. You know, has Will not said anything? Um. I don't know. Out there, if you remember, I've just done a whole rewatch. <laughs> Anyone out there that knows more than we do, feel free to share some things that have been said about Emma's mom, because yeah. I am curious. I I think the only time Will's ever alluded to it is just saying things like, it's just me and Emma. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I I don't think he's ever, like, really specifically talked about him as mom. Okay. I could be wrong, though. So. Next, we see Norma speaking with the doctor at County Hospital. The doctor explains Norman had a psychotic incident, and she is going to release him because he has shown no signs of violence in the last 24 hours. She says Norma cannot go back to what she was doing before. Norma says she is going to get him into Pineview. The doctor says she's going to need to know who his doctor is and the plan for treatment, or she is going to admit him back into county. Norma says this place can't help him, and the doctor says neither is doing nothing at all. Then she says social services will be contacting Norma in the next 48 hours, and she'll need to provide them with the plan for treatment, or he's coming back. Cuts to Norma walking in the hallway, and Norman is at the other end and says, Mother, and they run to each other and hug, and Norman says, Let's go home, Mother. Oh, that was, what a reunion that was. I know, it was so cute, and she's just, like, kissing him on his face, like, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really sweet reunion. It was sad. It was. So, was Norman there for 24 hours, or for 48 hours, then? I don't know. I've been trying to figure it out. I'm thinking it was the morning, Saturday morning. That he got oh put in. Well, she said they didn't show. He didn't show any signs of violence in the last 24 hours, so it might have just been 24. Yeah, interesting that they would say 48 and then let him go 24 hours early. So it's like 
they don't seem that concerned about him. I don't know. It's weird. Well, he that's that is exactly how I think it is. I mean, and that's why they need the bed space. I don't want to go off on the state of, you know, mental health in this country. Right. They yeah. don't have the room for him. He didn't show any signs of violence in the last 24 hours. Let's let's just go. Let's let yeah. Him go. Okay. He doesn't have any insurance. Yeah. That's true. They are, you know, to their credit, are going to follow up with social services. Right. But I think instead of trying to find a place for them for none the next 24 hours, even though they say 48 hours, I think that's as long as they can keep him. Right. Okay, so up to 48 hours. I think so. Okay. All right, well. So I'm guessing that four, 24 is pretty standard in that situation if they're not violent. Right. That makes sense. Um, so next we see Audrey knock on the door of the Bates' house. Norma opens the door and Audrey says she needs to get something to Emma and she doesn't want to mail it because she is afraid Will will read it and some of it's about him. Norma says she won't do it. She will need to find another way. Audrey asks if she can talk to Norman. Norman asks why and Audrey says because he and Emma were close and she just wants to know how Emma's been. Norma says no, she doesn't want her talking to Norman. Audrey says, who the hell are you to judge? Do you have any idea what it's like to have a child with a problem? Wondering if you're strong enough? Norma says she is sorry. She is not going to help her, and she wants her to leave the motel. Audrey says she has nowhere to go, and her flight leaves in the morning. Norma says she can stay the night, but she doesn't want her to come up to the house anymore, and she doesn't want her to talk to Norman. So I was really surprised that Norma kept her cool while Audrey was saying that stuff to her. Yeah, it was interesting. It was two moms with problem children. Yep. That didn't want to. Well, Norma didn't doesn't open up, but it was a really fascinating scene to watch. I watched it a few times. It was, and it was. <clears throat> it lent itself very well for a great Norma outburst. Like, look, lady. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they you, did. You think you got problems, you know, <laughs> and you wonder if she played it that way a few scenes and they went this way. Yeah, just calm, cool, collected. You know, I'm not going to help you. I don't want you. I want you to leave. I, You know, and then kind of um, softening up a little. Yep. Knowing that she doesn't have anywhere to go. Yep. Letting her stay. That last night, you know. Uh-huh. So, but don't come up here. Don't talk to Norman. <laughs> <laughs> if she really wants to get a letter to Emma, she can get a letter to Emma. And that's what I figure. It's like mail it to Emma through to the hotel. Mail it to the hotel. That's exactly what I thought. Or you know, I don't know. Disguise it as something else. Put it in a different type of envelope, and I don't know. Make it look like it's something else for Emma. Yeah. Not from her, you know. Come on, lady, get sneakier. <laughs> you can get a letter to Emma. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a really bad mom. You don't even know how to get a letter to your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of get the idea that it, Emma isn't in a lot of contact with her. Like how we were talking before, you know, it's interesting that Emma wrote to her. 
Maybe it was yeah, like I don't a, think she like a birthday card or something. Like she felt obligated to. Yeah. Because she wants to know, you know, she wants to talk to Norman just to see how Emma's been. So she doesn't. She, sounds like she hasn't had an update in a while. You know. Yeah, and you know Emma. Again, I live with someone that mother abandoned them, and there is still this. I don't know. I could see Emma fighting a want to just chat with her mother mm-hmm. and share with her, and maybe she had a moment of weakness and did one time. Right. I can see a daughter doing that over a son. Yeah. Having that little, you know, moment of I want to talk to my mom. You know. Uh huh. And so you know, maybe one day she did write an extra long little birthday card or something. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, Next, we see Norma and Norman in the kitchen, and she is cutting his hair. You Throw Me is playing in the background. They talk about how nice it is that he is home again. She tells him they do need to get him help. He says he understands, but she must promise not to send him to the horrible place like that. He says he never wants to be separated from her again. (laughs) (laughs) And you won't be. (laughs) You will make sure that happens. (laughs) He was wrong about things and will see a doctor, but she can't send him away. She tells him to stop worrying and to sit still. Norman says he... I'm glad she didn't lie to him. Mm-hmm. And say, I won't. Right. She just said, don't stop worrying. <laughs> That's parent for, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to really say anything. <laughs> I'm not committing. <laughs> <laughs> Norman says he had horrible dreams in that place. He dreamt he saw her kill Bradley Martin, and she bashed her brains out on a rock. He says, but I guess that wasn't real. None of it was real. None of it was real. Normus tells him none of it was real. He turns around and says, are you absolutely sure, Mother? She says she is sure, and he is exhausted and tells him to face forward and still, and still. to stop thinking and looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I think it's like we were discussing earlier. Mm-hmm. He was testing her reaction. Yeah, I don't. So, what do you think is going on in Norma's head right now? Do you do you think he was just that? She thinks that he was just dreaming that. And nope. Did you see her hand shake violently? I did. In her hand. Yeah. That would be pretty upsetting to hear, you know, you br- you batched your brains in with a rock. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's like I... her and Dylan's conversation in the season ending of last seat, you know, where Dylan's like, you know, it could be Bradley because she actually is not dead or, you know, Norman sees shit. <laughs> That's true. She never got a confirmation that Bradley was actually there. Right. She has not seen Bradley for herself. I think most likely 
Norma's terrified that it's true that, it's true. that he hit her with the rock and killed her. But she also is doing a champion shush. She is, because she also was pretty sure he killed Annika, and he didn't. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I guess we'll find out next episode, because something's got to happen with Emma's mom and real Norma. Mm-hmm. There's, I just don't see that Norman's going to be able to hide her by the time Norma gets home. No, and he's... Because she locked him in the room. She's not going to Nomero's and then spending a few hours running errands. She's going to come right back uh-uh. home. Oh, no. She, yeah, she was as fast as possible and back. Yeah. There's, it's just set up to where she's going to walk in like any second. Any second. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, okay. So next is she get, she's going to probably meet Norma. Norma, head Norma. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. She's going to Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how head Norma's going to react to seeing Norma. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. It's like, uh-oh. In time travel movies, you can't beat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You kill them because they are an interloper. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, yeah, this is going to be great. (laughs) Watch, like, the whole next episode is just about, like, Emma and Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) I think we would all (laughs) feel annoyed by that. Yes. We don't see anything. <laughs> it's all Caleb. <laughs> what Caleb's been doing. <laughs> it's Chick's wife. Chick, yeah, Chick's <laughs> wife running away. <laughs> oh, Chick. Where were you, Chick? <laughs> That's when Norman's on his medications. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. when we'll have time for chick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so next we see Norma and Norman spooning in her bed. <laughs> she gets up and calls Romero, and it's like 6 a.m. He answers the phone with, what happened? <laughs> she gets mad and says, why can't he answer with hello? He says, fine, hello, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> She's the best, too. I know. <laughs> she says she needs to meet him to ask him something. He says, aren't we talking now? <laughs> she says, it's not a phone thing. It's an in-person thing. It's important, and it needs to be now. He says he isn't even awake. She says, that's okay. I'll come there. Cuts to Norma getting dressed, and Norman is still sleeping. She leaves the room and locks him in. And then we see her drive off and see that Audrey was watching from her room. Bad move, locking him in. Dang it! I know. I so upon second watch, you see her, you know, like spooning, and you can easily see that she's been up for hours, mm-hmm. probably hatching this plan, and she had a way she thought it would go, <laughs> where she calls him up, and he says, "Hello, Alcibiade." She says she needs to talk to him, and he is like, I'll be there right away. 
he's all happy to hear from her. <laughs> She's going to have this great proposition for him that he's going to be so excited for because he finds her attractive. And it makes the most sense in the world to her. <laughs> Instead, he answers, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, what happened to hello? <laughs> and then jumping forward when he opens the door. And she just has this look on her face like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, she had it all worked out in her head that way. This was the best idea. Norm Romero's totally going to be on board because he is attracted to her. She'll even give it up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to have sex, sure. (laughs) Sure. I don't care. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, she She's a schemer that Norma Bates. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, By the way, Norma, brilliant plan coming up with. Oh Romero's got insurance <laughs> and he likes me. <laughs> Done. <laughs> He'll be in Pine View by the morning. <laughs> and you know that's how she thinks. Yes. We we know Norma so well by now that we do. I love it. There's no way she wasn't thinking that. Nope. <laughs> like, how could this possibly go wrong? You know. <laughs> it's got all the elements of a great plan. <laughs> I would have expected her, though, to wear something a little bit more sexy to Romero's mm-hmm. house with her little plan. She looked a little matronly. She did. That's okay. She still looks good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next we see Norman wake up and he says, Brother? <laughs> he tries to open the door and realizes he's locked in. We watch him freak out and scream for her and finally crash through the door and lay on the floor. Then we see him putting on Norma's robe, and he sits in front of her mirror. So, he's still in fugue state. So, well, he he got put into fugue state by getting upset. And it brings me back to season one, when she, he'd start getting upset, and she'd be like, Norma, don't get upset! Because bad things happen when he gets upset, which was why it was so stupid to lock him in. Okay, so when when he's getting the haircut then, you don't think he was in a fugue state? No. Oh, you think the fugue state started right then? I don't know I if don't he's ever come for... I don't think he's ever come out of it. Oh. Weird. I did. Oh, okay. But that would make some sense if he hadn't. I mean, I thought... He's in it when he wakes up in the field. He seems in it in the hospital. I don't think he seemed like it in the hospital. I don't know. Well, I guess if he was in... So he asks where his mother is. So he thinks that those are... My interpretation is that he woke up. When he woke up in front of that nurse... He woke up. Woke up. He woke up. He was confused. He was confused. He didn't know what had happened. 
and the memories he's having he thinks are actual memories and he and that's why mother's not in the room with them because he's not in the future state uh-huh right okay yeah. okay and okay, okay. remember him greeting norma it was like norman meeting you know yeah norman seeing norma again and that big hug and he was so excited to see her and then Getting his hair cut, she was making dinner, and it smelled good, even though it had rosemary in it. Yum, yum. <laughs> I'm a known rosemary hater. I'm a rosemary lover. <laughs> um, so, but then he, and then they have a nice night and spoon, and, and then he gets all upset again, and he, he flies gets, through. He gets the, agitated and. Yeah, he got agitated, he. Okay. And then you see him laying on the floor, just kind of like breathing. And I think that's when the fugue, the state, fugue state starts again. Turning into mother happens. Okay. But I don't know. It your way is possible too. I have no idea. But that was how I interpreted it. There was a weird moment though when she was cutting his hair, and she said, she told him that she didn't. Right. That, that was all a dream, and he seemed weird about it, and then he kind of got I know. That's weird. what is confusing to me, because he just seems kind of fugy there, especially since he brings up the dream. See, the, it didn't seem fugy to me, because he brought up the dream in kind of that confused state, where he just doesn't know what was real. Right. And he's looking for reassurance that that was a dream. Right. Okay. And she told him it was, and then he got weird, though. He did get weird. It's like possible that Norman, that's aware of Head Norma, came out for a second and was like, "She's lying," and he kind of switched back and forth. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, it's, I don't know. What do you guys think? Because <laughs> <laughs> when he was having a conversation with Mother in the field, he was very agitated and weird. Mm-hmm. And see, there's two things. There's him talking to Norma. And then there's him being Norma. I know. That's the thing. He's got... He's got but his... But you know what? He does that in the movie, doesn't he? Yes. He talks to her, uses her voice. He hasn't done that. But he talks back in her voice, and then he'll become her to kill people. Right. So, yeah. It's okay. parallel. It works. It does. Okay. <laughs> Okay, next, Wee Wee. <laughs> oh my gosh, Yay. I did it again. Wee Wee. <laughs> did you listen to that podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> next, we see Norma at Romero's house. She looks through his window before she knocks on the door. I love that. <laughs> that was the best. Here's my question to... Did Romero see that because he wasn't far away? <laughs> when she knocked, he kind of immediately comes out of that area. I know. She <laughs> looks in the window first. <laughs> I can just see him holding his coffee, maybe through the doorway of the kitchen, and seeing Norma drive up <laughs> and look through the window. <laughs> Why did she do that? I don't know. <laughs> But it made me laugh so hard. Yes. 
He answers and asks if Norman has been released. Norma says yes, but she needs to get him into Pineview or they will make him go back to county. She says she doesn't have insurance and can't get on the waiting list without it. Romero says, so? And Norma says, I need insurance. And you have insurance? <laughs> so I thought, maybe you could marry me. It's not like you're doing anything else. <laughs> she says it would just be on paper. She's not asking for an actual marriage. She'll even sleep with him. She does. She knows he is attracted to her, and she really needs him to do this for her. She's. He says she needs to leave. <laughs> he is not going to marry her. She says, is that big a deal to you? <laughs> I know, it's like, we're talking about a marriage, Norma. <laughs> it's that big of a deal to you. <laughs> Downplay famous. Famous Norma Downplay. Yep. He says, you're an attractive woman. I'm sure you'll find someone else. She says, okay, I will. Thanks. And walks <laughs> off and he closes the door. I love it. That's my favorite part, I think. I, there's a lot of favorite parts. But that blase. Oh, yeah. Sure. I will. No big deal. Yep. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. <laughs> Just thought I'd start with you. I've got a list. <laughs> thought I'd give but you then he closes time. the door and her face crumbles. Yep. Because, you know, like I said, this has been hours of early morning scheming yes. that she was sure would work. And now she's, that's not, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She underestimates. That's what I take from this. She underestimates his feelings for her. Yep. I maybe she doesn't understand those feelings. I don't know. I don't know. I mean I think I think she's just had bad relationships in the past and just doesn't take them too seriously, you know. Yeah. And doesn't quite know how to act. And this is the one that she needs to, though. Yes, this is the one she needs to pay We're attention to, and she needs to gently, <laughs> you know, work it. Not, you're attracted to me. I'll sleep with you, so let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> he he plays it so well. His looks. <laughs> The eye widenings and the looking aways and the looking downs yes. <laughs> and the hurt and the annoyance. Yep. Was all there. All there. So good. It was. It was. And I think it's something that they're going to look back on and laugh at. Remember that time? I was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Someday in the near future when they're sitting there in each other's arms in front of a crackling fire. Yep. And Norman's meds are, have him regulated. <laughs> Norman's strapped down, locked up in a room. <laughs> Putting his, his, potion, his, his uh, poison plan together. Yes. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> okay. So next we see Audrey walk up to the Bates house carrying a stuffed rabbit. 
Norman, uh, and like not Norman's kind of stuffed rabbit, but like a stuffed animal. <laughs> like a plush toy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Norman answers the door in the robe and apologizes. She got him getting ready. She says she is Emma's mother and asks if she can come in and talk to him. Cuts to them inside and Norman is pouring coffee out of a very fancy silver. <laughs> yes. Love that he prepared coffee and put it on a little tray. <laughs> um, Audrey says she is afraid to stay with Will. Oh, Audrey says she was afraid to stay with Will. He has a violent temper. She wants Emma to know that she loves her and hopes Emma can understand why she did what she did and how much she regrets it. Norman doesn't say anything, and she starts crying. He walks over to the couch and sits down and comforts her. She says, he covers up his knee. Yes, his knee. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> uh, she says the rabbit was from Emma's childhood and asks if he can give Emma it and the letter. Norman says, I'm so sorry for you. Audrey says, thank you. And Norman says, but what sort of person runs away from their sick child? Do you have any idea the things she suffered? He gets up and starts choking Audrey with her scarf, yells at her about abandoning her child and the pain Emma went through. Audrey dies, or does she? And the episode ends. Yay. Well, that was such a shock to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. That was so shocking. I was not expecting a death. I thought the season was going to be all about Bradley. You know? Yeah, this yeah this came right out of left field. I was I never would have anticipated this. Uh uh-uh. That another just not even Emma's mom, just any murder just any, right now. Exactly. Exactly. Not this early on in the season, at least. So. Well played, Bates Motel. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie and Carlton, you got us. <laughs> we had it all figured out. <laughs> This episode was going to start with Bradley's car being pulled out of the... You were quite sure of that. The lake. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure that'll still become part of the story. It's just, I think the season is just going to be great. I think a lot yeah. of crazy stuff's going to happen. It's gotten better every year, and last season's got oh. some big shoes to fill. It does. So... Norman's attitude towards Emma's mom in the scene about abandoning. Was he. I mean, those are his own thoughts as well as he knows that's how his mother would think, too. Or did he overhear the conversation of Norma and Audrey out on the porch? Not sure. Um because he really pegged it. He sure said the things that you would kind of expect Norma to say as a mother, you know, like. Yeah, but also very Mama Bear Norman in the plunge. True. He does. That's what it just totally came to mind is that moment. Yeah, his his protection he feels for Emma. Yeah, and who knows what conversations he and Emma have had about her mom. Right. In their little best friend. Right, yeah. Cause like Girlfriend, boyfriend mode. There could be lots of conversations that have happened off screen mm-hmm. about Emma's mom. 
And he could be just making assumptions, knowing that she left, and, you know, he could just be... Right. Making some mama bear assumptions, just... Yeah. Knowing she left. What kind of a woman would do that? I mean, he's obviously Norma, though. Uh, but I don't think he... Yeah. He does project onto this mother persona, this murderous mother persona, his own feelings. Right. He does. He does. It's just so interesting, the difference between these two mothers. You know, Audrey's got a child who has a physical ailment and abandons her to Mm -hmm. supposedly a violent-tempered father. And Norma has a son with mental issues, and she just fiercely protects him. Uh You know, doesn't want to even leave his side for a minute. Polar opposite, yeah. You know, it's just wow to me, you know. Mm. Well done, show. <laughs> so, yeah, this was good. Yeah. So. I don't think I even entertained the idea of Emma's mom showing up ever. No, I never thought about it. I just So the whole Emma's mom thing was such a big surprise start to finish. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Like. Even when I saw her walking into the hospital and you could tell that we were supposed to pay attention to her because they kind of focused on her. I still wasn't like, oh, I wonder if that's Emma's mom. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) So well done because usually you hear a lot about a character like that before you see him. Yeah. You know? Like, boy, they've sure been talking about Emma's mom a lot. I bet we see her, you know. But yeah, no, I loved it. I really liked this episode. I thought this was a great beginner because it just sets up a lot. Oh, yeah, I loved it, too. It was exciting. Yeah. So it loses a point because it didn't have any chick. Uh-huh. And I still go by that. And, but yeah, I think I would give this like an eight and a half out of ten magical Romeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd go eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Stick with the magical Romeros. Or non-magical Romeros. <laughs> <laughs> He's magical. In my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a what the bip? Or can we all just say what happened at the end is a collective yeah, what really. the bip? <laughs> we could always what the bip. Norma thinking that marriage proposal is <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> is at all tempting. <laughs> at all even. <laughs> Those are the kind of things that you just think in your head, Norma. You don't actually try and those are the ideas you come up with and then go, wow, that's a stupid idea. (laughs) (laughs) You don't actually suggest it to someone else. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one to bib too. So... Yeah, 
fun one to talk about. I'm so excited it's back. Yeah, and I just, I have no idea where we're going to go <laughs> <I know>. from here. <laughs> you know, it's so fun. It's like, <laughs> I'm leaning more towards the idea that um, Emma's mom is alive. Okay, I I think she's dead, and I think it's going to be Norma's little secret. Cool. I'm glad that we kind of think different things, so we'll see. Yeah, I just don't see how they, I guess, just eventual killing of her if they keep her hostage or whatever they do. Right. They can't just send her on her way. True. So it does mean an eventual death of her. I'm still going with it that she's alive. All right. Um, here you are at the end of the podcast, and we got a little uh, feedback from Matt A. So that's what this is here. Nice. And this is Matt in the at the B&B. The Chill Your Own Ass Room. Chill Your Own Ass Room, yes. Hello, Yes Mother Podcast. It is your... B&B guest and faithful feedbacker Matt sending you in feedback for the season 4 premiere of Bates Motel which I actually forgot to watch Monday night and then Tuesday night and in desperation to uh, make my feedback in, you know, send it in on time, I ended up downloading the episode, putting it on my phone, watching it in my car on my lunch break at work today and now I'm recording feedback as I drive Columbus Parkway. As I drive to uh, to a restaurant, so uh, this, this is coming in last minute. And I'm also working from from memory, so uh, just uh, a couple of thoughts off the top of my head. The first of all, I I laughed for about 20 minutes straight when the lady at the hospital. I don't know what her role was. I don't know if she was a nurse or a doctor, but. She had, Continue on Columbus Parkway for two miles. She had duck lips, and she said, uh, "After, you know, did you take your son to a doctor? How often does he pass out? Uh, more than once a year is odd. You know, what are you doing for your son?" And then she says, "Are you a Christian scientist?" And I just about lost it. Like that was like, like, lady, what is wrong with you? Like, what? You. You, you love your son, but you do nothing to help him? Are you a Christian scientist? It was great. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, the nurse who was strapping Norman to the gurney was Karen Carnival. Sounds a lot like Carnival, but it's it's like, con- it begins with a K, Karen Carnival. I know her mug from a lot of shows. She's, she's one of these Vancouver actresses who's in, like in everything. But her best role is the mother in the X-Files episode, Home. That's the one where she was, she had no arms and no legs, and she was tied to a board underneath the bed, and she would be wheeled out from underneath the bed by her deformed son so they could have sex with her. <laughs> I can't uh, believe that was her. That's a fantastic <laughs> episode of television. <laughs> that's um, X-Files? So she, yes. Yeah, she was in this. Uh, a guy playing a doctor who came out to give Emma's father the good news and shook his hand was Louis Ferrari. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's been in a ton of stuff too. And this was a really small role for him. Uh, he, uh, let's see, I, I'm not going to list everything he was in, but I best know him from the pilot 
the Notorious 7, which was a rejected pilot that Glenn Morgan and James Wong did for the Fox Network, and it never got picked up, and it was never shown on television, but I got a copy of it, and it was a pretty entertaining pilot, and he was, like, the lead in that, and so, yeah, he was in this, too. This is all He may have a bigger role. For you. Um, yeah. He was her surgeon. I, okay, Norma cracks me up because she's just so deluded, like, not just about her In a quarter mile, keep right at the fork. Follow signs for I-80, Sacramento. She's... She thinks she's going to get her kid into this very nice facility. She doesn't have insurance. She doesn't have money. She doesn't have a doctor's diagnosis. Uh, but I'm going to get him in. Oh, yeah. Keep and right there's at a, the fork. And there's a wait list. But I'm going to do it. And I have no other backup plans. <laughs> She, she's a uh, head case, and, and I love her. The show is hilarious. Uh, then she goes to the sheriff's uh, house and basically says, you know, why don't we just get married? We don't have to have sex. That's okay. We don't, it's just paperwork. And he, no. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it, was just, it was very funny. Um, Continue on I-80 East for 12 miles. Obviously, I'm glad that Emma, uh, Emma's operation went along okay. Her mother, I didn't want to meet Emma's mother, so I'm glad that she was gone after the uh, end of the episode. I, I completely agree with this. Now, this in this respect, Norma is right. Though I don't know if what she said, she said for the right reasons, but she said, I think she did tell the mother the, the, in their first encounter, well, the first time that she, she learned who the, the woman was, she says, I'm not going to get in the middle of this. You want me to hand this letter to Emma when Emma's father doesn't want you to deliver this letter or to be in Emma's life? It's not my business. I'm not going to get in the middle of this. And that is absolutely right. It is not your business. Emma is not your daughter. Emma is no relation to you. Even if she was, it's not your business. It's between the, that family. So, you know, in this small respect, uh, Norma was ab absolutely right to decline that lady's request. Now, I don't understand why that woman couldn't have just anonymously left the letter at the hotel for Emma, or could have sent it to the hotel in care of Emma, or delivered it in any number of ways to Emma. Why, why did she have to give it to the dad? I don't get it. Why did she have to give it to Norma? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. But hey, she's dead now. Uh, also, Norma showing bad judgment, while this feedback is going really long, Norma showing bad judgment, leaving her son alone in the bedroom the morning that he just got home from the hospital. He was restrained in the hospital. So what does she do? She leaves him, doesn't tell him where she's going, locks all the doors. I think he didn't even have access to a bathroom. Doesn't leave a note and just leaves. And no wonder he freaks out. Like, Norma, you, you're so—you can be so dumb sometimes. Uh, I love you, but you're—you're you're very, you know, mentally unstable, as well. And of course, when Duck Lips was telling her, you know, your son is ill, like I should have you written up for negligence. What Duck Lips doesn't know is that Norma is mentally ill, so. Sort of like the blind leading the blind here. Anyway, this was an okay episode. Ooh, oh, accident on the side of the road there. Um, really appreciate you playing this ridiculously long feedback. 
and uh, hopefully none of this information is redundant since I just sent this pretty much the exact same message to the Ask Sue Bates podcast. You know, the same <laughs> podcast that Sue does when she's not with Emily. It's a, that's a great podcast. It's better than this one. It, it is. Oh, my worst fear. <laughs> oh, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> my rogue podcast. Yes. <laughs> if you're not on Facebook, book we had a I had been searching around on iTunes and I something that popped up was Ask Sue Bates podcast and I kind of read it as Ask Sue a Bates podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like Sue's gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> My secret podcast that I do without Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy. It pops up if you type in Bates. (laughs) (laughs) I just found that funny. Anyway, thank you, Matt. That was, we're not trying to stealthily add this to the uh, other feedbacks because you discuss and bring up some points that Sue and I did in the podcast and Mm-hmm. It would sound rude of us to f- pretend like do <laughs> 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 you have that, and then we start talking about the same things, like it's our idea, which it right. was. You just had the same ones as we did. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, thanks, Matt. You can keep your room. <laughs> I, I don't know if we could have given his room away. It's... No, always, no matter always where Matt back. goes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> With the googly eyes. Yes. <laughs> That's just Matt's room. <laughs> All right. Beans and rice. She's happy. Yay. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here. Yes. <laughs> I love her happy eating noises. Her eating noises are adorable. (laughs) She loves food. (laughs) Especially if it has to do with rice. (laughs) Now, thinking that on Sue Watches Buffy, we never properly gave uh, Alan Rickman a Memorial podcast and oh, Manny yeah. deserved one. That he one. Did. Out of all the celebrity deaths, no wait. Um, Bowie was pretty big. LM, no, what's her name? Yeah, LM Montgomery. No, sorry. Good grief! I'm having a total. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> Harper Lee. Jeez. Oh, Harper Lee. Yes, Ella Montgomery. <laughs> I think she wrote Anna Green Cables. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Oh man. Montgomery County, that's why. Oh, okay, gotcha. Golly. Yeah, Harper Lee out of all the celebrity deaths so far this year, that one made me cry like all day. I kept crying, I'm like, Stop it. Oh. <laughs> it was crazy. I it hit me very, very strangely. Oh. That's sweet. But second would be Alan Rickman. That one made me sad. That was a sad one. Absolutely. I've had a crush on him since I was in junior high.
got the auction coming, but one down, one to go. March is so busy for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Bates Motel. And Bates. Yes. And we got Hope's Wedding on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. All right. All right. Good times. Yep. We'll uh, talk. <laughs> talk to you later. I got the ghost. Good timing. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good night, sir. Good night. <laughs> section for this I have something that's a little bit spoilery okay just yeah, from the do it. trailer so if you don't want to hear anything at all go ahead and sign off we will talk to you next week send us feedback at yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com but yeah Sue and I are keeping ourselves fairly spoiler free so unless we say otherwise any of our spoilers would just be 
trailer spoilers. Yeah, we're yes. not seeking things out. No, it's... we've kept ourselves pretty pure. Yep, yep. So anything I've seen has been official stuff that A&E has released, trailers and stuff. Um. So, okay, so for the spoiler, what I was, what I'm thinking is in one of the trailers for this season, you do see a big freezer chest down in the cellar, and it yeah. looks like Norma is putting someone in there. Someone who's alive. I don't remember that. I just remember, I think you do see Norma. I don't remember if she was putting something or seeing something. It she's seems putting... like she's trying to close the lid, and the person that's in the ice chest, or the freezer, is like trying to push up on the lid. Oh. I swear that's what it looks like to me. Because wow. I have always thought, who is Norma putting in that freezer? Is it Norman? You know? Emma's mom. So that's why I'm more on the, I think Emma's mom, maybe they just put her in the freezer and let her freeze to death. Jeez. Yep. I don't know. I'll have to watch it again, but I'm almost positive the person that's going in the freezer is still alive and, like, fighting the lid being shut on, on them. So. That's what I got. Oh, I'm going to have to watch all of those again. Like, that was just, like, one of the trailers that we shared on our website? Yeah, it's on the Facebook page. It's one, it's one of the ones that's on the Facebook page. I think okay. it's, like, the first one, but I'm not sure. I wouldn't mind watching them all again anyway. Yeah. Especially since we now have a little bit of context. Uh, so what is the next one called? Do we know this? I'm sure we do, but I, I mean, don't know what it is. Let me look on A&E. Uh, let's see. Good night, mother. <sighs> yes, I won. <laughs> Dang it, there it is. Okay. <laughs> see, she's in the pit. I'm on IMDb, so I don't see it. I don't see a picture. It just it says, good night, mother. Norma and Norman each suspect the other of a terrible deed. Dylan contemplates his future with Emma. Romero makes a choice that dramatically impacts the Bates family. Whoa. Whoa, he doesn't. What? He doesn't decide to marry her, does he? <laughs> oh, wait, no. A choice that dramatically, it could be giving him the money to go to yeah. something like Pineview. But Dylan contemplates his future with Emma. Interesting. Why would there be anything to contemplate? Yeah, I wonder if he, like, backslides and gets scared. I know, he's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> be dating a lung girl anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's I'm going to buy her a ring right now oh yeah it could be going that way. there's always the other way I was going like breaking up no I did too initially and then I thought what else could it be but it could be more like yeah or it could be D Norman gets really upset about it and so Dylan's like is it worth it oh yeah true. my relationship with my brother my brother's a little a little shaky He's right <laughs> A little unstable. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea right now, Emma. <laughs> Boy, it could be any one of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but on the A&E website, it shows Norma in the pit, huh? Well, she's in a ladder. She's got like a little cute little uh, black rain slicker and hat on. <laughs> huh. And she's got a smudge of mud on her face, and she's looking out. She's, like, halfway in the pit, like, climbing out of it on a ladder. Hmm, interesting. 
and you see her in the so there's a little clip for it it's a preview for goodnight mother and that's what i watched and it um you see her down in the pit in the mud and you see her pull out what looks like a bloody glove but it's it's um it's like a work glove so there might be someone down there already but i don't i don't think it's emma's mom I guess I don't know anything, but <laughs> interesting. Uh, it's not necessarily a body, but it kind of is weird. Wonder what "Good Night Mother" is all about. The title. Well, if if it says that they each suspect each other of a bad deed, so n- I think we can agree that Norman is suspecting that Norma killed. Emma's mom. Emma's mom. And Norma has walked in on dead Emma's mom. (laughs) And suspects (laughs) that Norma's killed her. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good Good night, mother. Could be, you know, now he's taken to calling, you know, we're all calling head Norma mother now. That's the persona that sounds like. Right. The show is using, which I'm loving. Yes. That we're called Yes Mother brings new connotations. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Mother could be like a cute little Norma, you know, Norman mother scene. Every time now we say Mother, we are talking about Head Norma. About Head Norma. Norma. Yep. Them just kind of like, Good night, sweetie. <laughs> Or it could be... Um, could be he's on meds and he's saying... Could be. Good night. I will catch you when I'm off these meds. <laughs> <laughs> it could also be a curt good night. Yes. Mother. I yes. dismiss you because you are a murderer. Yes. It could be a <laughs> good night, mother. I say good night. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it could be... Norman finds out all this crazy stuff about himself that he's, you know, picturing his mother and killing, and he just does, oh, good night. Like, I can't deal with this. Like, it can be like what like of a, Sunny and Cher? <laughs> well, Cher won an Oscar, and Sunny's a senator. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons? Simpsons, yes. Okay. The guy that wakes up out of a coma from like 25 years. Right. I knew. <laughs> at first I knew it was Simpsons, and then I started going, was it? Okay. Yep. He's <laughs> like, good night. Good night. Sonny <laughs> is a senator and Cher won an Oscar. <laughs> I just love that that's the first thing you asked. What about Sonny and Cher? <laughs> Someone from 15 years ago wakes up at five years. Who's president? <laughs> Donald Trump. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Donald Trump is president. And yeah, I don't know who the vice Sarah Palin's vice president. Good night. <laughs> this coma is much better. So it could be that. <laughs> So we've got like five or six different ways it could be interpreted. 
And I bet we're wrong. I bet we're like, that's going to be something that we're both like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, fun. Fun. So glad they're back. Me too. <laughs>